are moments which mark your life. This is where it gets interesting. Moments when you realize nothing will ever be the same. I speak from experience. Dedication! Time is divided into two parts. The Snyder Radio. You would have something interesting to say right here. Before this. No biggie. And after this. The time has come to make a choice. It's time. I know what goes on behind the doors. I know because I saw it. I lived it. He is gone. I'm into some kinky stuff. What? The Snyder Radio. I told you. The Snyder got a glow about them this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, do I notice a little extra spring in your step? No, I'm walking funny. I don't know if that's a spring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Huh? Big day yesterday. Yeah. Young man's life. Was a big day. <laughs> um, wasn't expecting that. You weren't expecting that? No. Uh, I thought it was going to be a lot easier. Less invasive? I told yes. you less invasive. <laughs> Thank you, I Beth. told you what a prostate exam was. Yeah, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Let it reflect back upon themselves and they start comparing their own numbers and their own lives and it makes them feel worse about themselves. Yet, when things are going bad for you, they love to get it. Oh, geez, that's horrible. That's horrible. But it makes them feel better about their own lives to see other people not who aren't as happy or not doing as well. It's just a fact. And to that end, I'm reading an article in Newsweek, and it was a big interview with like six of Hollywood's biggest movie producers, all of who are currently contenders for Oscars. That well, you know, they haven't been announced yet, mm -hmm. but they're most likely. Well, this is not the main part of the story, but I don't know if I told you, but a girl who worked as an intern, Sean. I want to listen to this in Psycho. An intern on Twisted Sisters, we're not going to take it, and I want to rock videos. Her name's Stacey Scher. She's in this article. She's one of the biggest producers in Hollywood. Stacey uh, is, has a good chance of winning an Oscar this year for producing Erin Brockovich. Mm. She also, she works for Jersey Films. With Danny DeVito, they did Pulp Fiction, Get Shorty, Out of Sight. I mean, she's she's one of the hot. This is this is just a little lowly intern. Thank God I was nice to her. <laughs> Always nice to her. And my road manager was boner for a while, so it was a good thing. And they still have a good relationship, so I may, I may have an in there. But anyways, they're talk one of the people there is Brian Grazer. Now, Brian's there because Dr. Seuss is how the Grinch stole Christmas. Mm -hmm. They think he's going to get some nominations, you know, probably for... So special effects and cinematography and things like that, right? But he's also done um, his first film, his first big hit was Splash. And then he formed Imagine Films with Ron Howard. And they did Nutty Professor, Liar Liar, Apollo 13, on and on and on, right? 
One of the last questions that asked, Newsweek says, The Cringe was a massive hit. Do people call you more when you have a hit because they want to congratulate you or when you have a bomb because they want to see how depressed you are? Gray's response, Wow, I love that question because it's so relevant to me, too relevant in my world. When I've had a movie that didn't do well at all, I've had people call and say, how are you feeling? Mm. How are you doing? I had one person try to develop an intimacy with me because, you know, quote, I don't want to be there just when things are great. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you weren't. <laughs> people just want to know what does the pain feel like? They're dying for you to show your pain. This is exactly what I was saying. You got a big hit. He's, you know, the calls are few and far between. You have a bomb. Oh, gee. Ah, so tough, man. I'm there for you, man. I'm there. It's crap. Watch out for that, people. All right, let's do some traffic. Take a break. Come back. Time for the news. First, please, Beth Lockwood, what's going on? Well, I want to talk about that story about security cameras at the Super Bowl. Did you hear about that at all? No. Talk about that. Uh, also, the winner of the annual Spam contest has been announced. Spam's back on D. Snyder Radio. Break out a can, Dark Side Dave. Uh, gays in Scotland. News on that. There are gay people in Scotland? <laughs> well, I'll tell How's you How's that happens. possible? Uh, sex and pregnancy. <laughs> the band Kiss is in the news. And an update on uh, who got booted from Survivor. In case you missed it last night. No one in Kiss died, did they? No. They're getting on, you know, so I just got to watch for that. They're getting on. They're only a few years older than you are. <laughs> I'm getting on, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as a matter of fact, you know, I mean, we're talking about, like, people want to share in your misery. After that New York Post review of my movie Strangeland, my voicemail was, like, filled <laughs> for three months. I'm there for you. Oh, let's get the F out of here. I really need this. Hey, Psycho Dan, how, what do you think about that? Stacy Shear? Yeah, that's pretty intern, cool. Intern? Definitely. Look at her now. Why her isn't now. she producing your movie? I have a feeling because she's still friends with my tour manager who's in another business now. They're still friends. And that, that former tour manager works for an accounting firm who represents my company that made Strangeland. I have a feeling she's seen it and doesn't think much of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's already aware. She's kind of ducking me. I haven't actually spoken to her in a long time. Uh, so, Psycho. Everybody be nice to Psycho and Sean. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Years from now, Psycho could be an actual quiz master. That's right. You really want in on the game show. Yeah, and then we want to be in. We want to be like, I want to be the set of square on Psycho's show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Psycho, what's going on out there on the roadways? Okay, this traffic report is brought to you by Langen Volkswagen. Langen Volkswagen is your best choice for Connecticut's largest selection of Volkswagens. Drivers wanted at Langen Volkswagen. With locations in Glastonbury on Route 5 and in Meriden on the Wallingford Town Line. Or visit their website at langenvw.com. Pretty quiet out there. 84 eastbound. Just a little bit of light traffic prior to the downtown tunnel. 84 westbound. It's kind of uh, slow over the Bulkley Bridge, but that's about it. 91 southbound, no problems. 91 northbound looks good right now. And if you're traveling on Route 2, you will have a smooth ride. And just because temperatures are hovering around the freezing point, there are some patches of black ice out there, so just be aware of that. At 646, I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. Snyder Radio. The Snyder himself. Really in an effort to make something special for you. You are a fan. Do you know that? I hope you'll enjoy it. On Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. The guy's a fighter. Let's go! It only takes one man to change the way things are. On Radio 104.
freaking out in here. We've just seen the pictures of Nick's prostate exam. I can't even, and I can't look at you anymore. They're going to be posted later on on our website. <laughs> Not that I don't think, obviously, this is a, a medical procedure that is much needed for men of a certain age, but I don't... These are not the kinds of things that I want to see. Well, having done to you. Well, Maybe that one with Doc B's finger in your butt could be the new Christmas card this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the pictures are, it, it's almost instructional, you know, informational. It's public service. Maybe you won't have to do your public affairs show next week because we have the pictures up on the website. Maybe, maybe. Well, I'll just, speak with Todd about that. Just put a disclaimer, everybody. Just refer everybody to the website. Okay. All well, right. Nick had his prostate exam. Things didn't go as well as expected, <laughs> judging by Doc B's disclaimer. And we'll be getting to that a little later on in the show. Of course we will because it's, it's D. Snyder Radio and that's what it's all about. <laughs> That guy who said that his boss caught him looking at the sumo pictures better not look yeah. at these at work. Yeah, you might want to be careful when you bring these up on your computer. I mean, you're really going to think you're effed up. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, it's the radio show. Uh, so, but we'll be talking about that more a little bit later on. Nick took one for the team, so to speak. No, literally, I guess, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, but it's it's time now for the news. So, Beth Lockwood, please. Maureen DaCosta goes to juvenile court today to try to win back custody of her two children. Her five-year-old son brought 20 packets of heroin to his daycare center in Hartford last week. A judge said yesterday that he didn't believe DaCosta knew about the drugs. DCF took took away the children. You'll remember that the stepbrother, half-brother of this young boy was arrested. And the police believe it was his heroin. So now they're saying that the mother might be off the hook. Hey, on Darkseid's behalf, I like to say... It happens. I mean, should he be held accountable for the actions of one of his friends? I mean, I could say, I mean, I don't think the parent had anything to do with it other than having a crummy stepchild who's a drug dealer. But you can't, you know, he he hides his stash in the kid's clothes, which, by the way, is a pretty damn good place to hide it under most circumstances, (laughs) unless the kid goes to school and rats on you. Little bastard, he's <laughs> <laughs> a rat. But but you know it seemed like a good idea at the time, and the kid goes and gives it to the teacher. So I I don't think the parents should have the kids taken away from them. That's not fair. John Ashcroft plans to be at his new job bright and early this morning. Aides to the new attorney general say he'll meet first thing with his new staff. Ashcroft was confirmed yesterday and says he'll meet soon with senators who voted against him as well as for him. All right, ass face, impress me. <laughs> it, Impress me, ass face. Let's see. Show me, show me how you stand up for all of our rights and not just the ones you like. I want to see that. I, I would, you know what? Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. Honestly, Beth. If you said to me, listen, I want to give you a gig, but you're going to have to represent beliefs that you do not hold. Not only beliefs you don't hold, the things that you're steadfastly against. Could not do it. I'd say, no, I can't do that. I don't. I don't see how anybody can do that. If you're, if you're an honest person, you're a real person. He's all these wonderful things. You, you know, you have a strong belief system. That's fabulous. So you're going to contradict the things that you believe in your heart of hearts for a gig. How much does it pay? 
Well, the campaign. <laughs> I think it's something like, uh, not exactly, but being on a jury where you're sort of asked to suspend um, things you think might be so and to find in one certain way, you know, um, well, I do it on this show, for instance, I would uh, okay. say. <laughs> was, Ashcroft, was Ashcroft a lawyer? Is he a lawyer? He was attorney general of, of his, yeah, I'm assuming. So, he so it means he has to be a lawyer. Okay, then, then I understand. A lawyer can do that. That's part of being a lawyer. I could never be a lawyer. I could not go in there and defend somebody who I knew was guilty. Mm-hmm. I could not compromise my beliefs in the interest of law because I'm being paid to represent. F that. Your Honor. My client's guilty. <laughs> He'd be the worst lawyer ever. Crucify him. This guy killed somebody. He told me. He told me. He told me. <laughs> I'd be a lousy lawyer. Well, travelers' patience is wearing thin. The transportation department says planes were late more than 27% of the time last year. Passenger advocates charge the government has failed to invest in new airports and better air traffic control. And they wonder why incidents of, you know, flyers rage or whatever they call it, passenger rage is up. Well, That's exactly part, why. Part of the problem, they say, is the fault of the airlines, too, because all of the airlines want to have convenient flying times. So if you're flying, say, New York, they'll all book flights, you know, to have you land at your destination at the appropriate time. So they have 100 planes lined up to take off on the runways at the same time, and they just can't handle it. You get on the plane, and you're already pissed off. Mm-hmm. And then you're confined in a, in clo- a small area for a long period of time. And I mean, and I, you can understand, I'm not saying it's right to snap on you know, people and get all crazy and stuff. I wouldn't do it. But still, you, you set up. It's set up for that to happen. They do it to themselves. We're innocent, I swear. Well, they're waiting to see what Phil will do in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Today is Groundhog Day when Punxsutawney Phil puts in an appearance at Gobbler's Knob. Tradition has it. If he sees his shadow, it will scare him back into his burrow. And we'll have six more weeks of winter. Darkside Dave. Or if he's shot at by one of Darkside's friends. Hey, Groundhog, get it! It's, it's a somewhat barbaric practice anyway. You know, the thing is in hibernation, and they poke it and prod it out of his little hole anyway. They harass oh, it until it comes out, and then it doesn't even matter. It's just it's a ridiculous tradition. The they're people down there down go down nuts there. in Punxsutawney. It's just a day off for them all to get boozed up anyway. They're all drinking and hold this fat groundhog <laughs> up in the air. It's, 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 it's disgusting. And they hold it up, and you can see it's genitals. You know what sex it is. <laughs> It's it's disgusting. So uh, is Mudbone outside again? <laughs> or no. he's not falling for that? No, he's not falling for that again this year. The Last year, Nick yeah. said Mudbone outside. <laughs> See if he saw his shadow. <laughs> the weather service says because of La Nina or whatever, we're going to have a long winter anyway. So they're still going to hey, harass this groundhog. That was that was kind of hazing, wasn't it, Nick? See. Nick does that. Mm-hmm. He's got a real frat house mentality at this radio station. Oh, when I'm not around. Oh yeah. You guys, you, you, you badger the new interns, you, you play gags on them, you bust at shops. That was like one of Mudbone's first days. You told him, yeah, go outside and, and here's a phone. Here's your first gig. He was all excited. Like hours later, he's out there freezing in the cold. <laughs> I don't see my effing shadow. <laughs> yeah, but Nick continues to haze himself. Yeah, that's not called hazing. It's <laughs> self-abuse. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
self-loathing, which leads to self-abuse. He hates himself. <laughs> well, for anyone who went to the Super Bowl, law enforcement officials took your picture to make sure you weren't someone they wanted. Everyone passing through stadium turnstiles at the Super Bowl was captured on video camera, and each facial image of the 100,000 fans or workers entering Raymond James Stadium was then checked electronically against FBI and police computer files. It's apparently the first time the system has been used at a big sporting event. Privacy experts are very concerned about this. Yeah, especially because half the teams weren't allowed in. <laughs> hey, they're on here. Hey! This guy's a criminal. Hey, this guy's a criminal, too. Hey, you know what? We should send Sean outside and see if he can see his penis over his stomach. <laughs> Means we have six more weeks of winter. Where's the beef? <laughs> <sighs> Anyhow... Scientists, this is interesting too, scientists say they have their first evidence that dolphins use the clicking noise to stun prey. Experts su suspected the sound had a deadly use but had never actually seen them doing it. And now the method has finally been caught on videotape in the wild when one dolphin was witnessed stunning a fish. Scientists say, very nice dark side Dave, that she was aiming right at the fish and made the clicking noise and apparently it damages the hearing, the hearing of the fish. And it stuns them. It's interesting. I thought they were using the clicking noise to change the picture on the slide projector. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Fire crews in Germany <laughs> were called to... That's abstract stuff, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you had to be in the AV squad to appreciate that one. Like moi. No, in college I was on the AV squad, but I was being paid. Not in high school. And I didn't have any pens in my pocket. Fire crews were called to a house blaze in Germany and broke down, down the door only to find a television set showing a burning fireplace. There's a German television station that after a certain hour carries the image of a cozy fire during the night and a man had snoozed off while his television was tuned to that channel. A neighbor had seen the flickering of the television set and thought it was a real fire and called the fire department who came and broke down the door of the man's house. How big a loser do you have to be to sit around the picture of the fire on the TV? <laughs> they used to have, I don't know if they still got it or they had it here, but they used to have it on Long Island. They used to have a burning Yule log mm -hmm. during I, Christmas. I think that's what it was, basically, yeah. And people would have it, like, on. That's festive? <laughs> a television with a, with a log burning in the fireplace? Hey, not everybody has a fireplace, see? At that point, take your own life. <laughs> You just kill yourself right there. You realize you're sitting around a TV watching a burning log. Slit your wrists. I don't have a fireplace in my apartment. If I celebrated Christmas there, I might be tempted to turn on the old Yule Log channel. Loser. <laughs> Thanks a lot, D. <laughs> loser. Oh, man. Oh, the first time I gave a loser to Beth. <laughs> oh, wow. Are you kidding me? That's I don't pathetic. know. Light a candle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Lawmakers in Utah have voted to make Jello the official state snack. People in uh, Salt Lake City apparently eat more Jello per person than anywhere else in the world. Yeah, and they watch more burning Yule logs on Christmas <laughs> on television too. Bill Cosby was on hand when lawmakers voted to make Jello the official state snack. Very nice. How much money is that dude getting from Jello? He is just <laughs> cleaning up on that. Cleaning up. Oh, man. I hope 
when I'm Bill's age, I get a commercial thing like that. That's awesome. Yeah, Jello creeps me out a little bit. I don't like it all that much. Is that right? Well, you know, I mean, it's the it's the the bone marrow stuff. I I don't know. I'll eat it. I'm not. It, what is it? It's gelatin, which is you know, it's bone marrow and stuff. I didn't know that. Yeah. Sir, really? Yeah. Explain. The gelatin substances, basically, they boil down bone marrow and other parts of the animal, and that's what it produces, is the gelatin. I did not know that. Yeah. Did you know that, Nick? Yeah, when I... Uh, I thought it was I, plastic. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, when I did it, I think uh, Leslie told me that a long time ago. Mm. What, uh, but I thought it was like animal skin in there, too, or something like that. Mm. I don't know exactly what, what parts are in it. I know there's some bone. Yeah. I thought it was Dark mostly bone. Were you aware, Dark Side? Yeah, I knew there was like chicken bone in it and stuff. Why am I out of the loop? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody from PETA will call and tell us exactly what the the uh, Jello and gelatin is, I guess. But it's in a lot of different products, so you're going to get it anyway. And so I don't worry about it too much. Spam, by the way, is in the news. The annual speaking of bone marrow, yeah, speaking of weird gelatin stuff, is <laughs> the, the uh, annual uh, spam cook-off was held in uh, Kansas, and Estelle Schmidt of Kansas is the winner. Uh, she came up with spam cupcakes. She mixes luncheon meat, oh. the luncheon meat, with oatmeal, milk, eggs, and mashed potato <laughs> frosting. Oh my God. She won a $2,500 shopping spree and also will have her Spam Cupcake recipe put on the back of 10 million cans of Spam. Yeah, Dark Side's mom was running up with <laughs> Spam bullets. She rolled little bullets out of Spam. <laughs> Cooked them. <laughs> Kill your prey with food. Well, in Scotland, you know, there's been a lot of uh, talk about the Scottish Highlands after Madonna and gay Rich, uh, Guy Ritchie were married up there. Gay Ritchie. <laughs> well, you'll hear the story and you'll see why that was on my mind. Well, the tourism board up there wanted to develop the Highlands as a gay holiday resort. However, <laughs> they have decided to scrap that idea after some people complained they were trying to make pink tourism part of their drive to get more people into the area but there are some protests from uh, council people Deeper. so the gay idea was shelved oh, they're very oh, yeah. nervous Deeper. up there wearing them skirts and all you know <laughs> <laughs> they've got their, their you know they're that close as it is they really don't need to be pushed over the edge with the whole you know now what's there between the rainbow coalition like, doesn't Jesse Jackson's thing called the Rainbow something? Yeah, his is, I think his is the Rainbow Coalition where he is trying to bring together people of all colors, I guess. And, and then, the gay is, a, what they have the rainbow too, right? Yeah, the rainbow flag and the rainbow triangle. Are they ever get confused with their meetings or anything? <laughs> 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 what the hell are you doing here? I was just about to ask you the same thing. <laughs> Excuse I saw the me rainbow. I'm here. This out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but that would be pretty funny. <laughs> that's, a, that's a sitcom bit right there, isn't it? <laughs> I would like to see that. Saturday Night Live should do that. I don't know why they haven't. <laughs> well, experts in Missouri think that sparks generated by truck drivers sliding off of their seats may have caused some fires. Static electricity is what they're saying of these truckers when they slid off their seats and then went to touch gas pumps caused two minor fires. Luckily, no one was injured. 
But experts are recommending that you ground yourself before you actually touch the gas pump. That if you slide, how fat do you got to be to generate <laughs> static electricity? <laughs> It's like lighting a match. Yeah, they it didn't say, help that they were breaking wind simultaneously. They say one a driver was lucky to escape because he dropped the fuel nozzle when he felt the uh, spark, and uh, <laughs> he said himself. He said the next thing he knew, fire was everywhere. He'd been sitting in his truck and it was really cold, you know, and that's when these sparks generate. And they suspect it came from his sliding his butt across the seat. The intense heat that was generated <laughs> from the denim sliding across the vinyl <laughs> caused a spark. So be you careful. Know, I noticed some sparks when Darkside gets off his bench here and there and seen here in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> So you touch something else before you touch the gas nozzle and you'll be okay. A father in Virginia <laughs> has been jailed for 30 days after he forced his seven-year-old daughter to sleep in a doghouse outside of his home. Christian Williams was also ordered to pay a fine and take a parenting class after pleading guilty to abuse and neglect. When police found the girl in the plywood doghouse, she had not been bathed or fed in two days and was covered with bug bites and soaked from rain. He said that his previous attempts to deter her bad behavior had failed, so he had gone to this extreme. Does this mean I could have pressed charges and the old man made me eat my dinner in the t on the toilet? Mm, borderline, maybe. That's close. That's close. That's borderline. But she was out there. She was out there for 30 days. This is a little more extreme. It's disgusting. Yeah. Why do these people are these people allowed to have kids? I don't know. There should be laws against him. And, and, and uh, uh, I, I can't, can never understand cruelty that sh towards children. Mm -mm. Researchers say women shouldn't worry about having sex while they're pregnant. University of North Carolina, Carolina scientists found very few cases of births being brought on by sex. Sexual activity during late pregnancy had previously been associated with some premature births. But scientists say that the risk of that is almost nil, and in general, it's perfectly fine to have sex during the late stages of pregnancy. Dark side, did you find that to be true? Yeah, I had no problem with it. <laughs> Glad you had no problem with it since she was carrying the child. <laughs> no, everybody kept telling us, oh, you know what, you gotta, ha you know, you gotta have sex, you gotta have sex, because you know an orgasm can bring on pregnancy, you know, bring on the the actual birth of the child, you know, give her contractions and stuff. That ah, is a bunch of crap. Because I wanted the kid out a little mm -hmm. earlier. You know, I was shooting for you know Halloween. And, uh, Dark side tried to climb work. on the operating table during the <laughs> delivery. <laughs> Not now, Mr. Wallace. Down. <laughs> Just thought I'd help. <laughs> I brought my tool. Well, there's problems in the uh, Kiss camp. Kiss drummer uh -oh. Peter Chris apparently is saying his farewell. Oh, I need a moment. Okay. Before the rest of the band finishes the tour, the band says on its website, Eric Singer has rejoined as drummer to complete the tour, and the band says singers singing and drumming have been a cornerstone of past Kiss tours and that they're stoked to have him along. They made no mention of why Peter Chris has left. It's Bravo! Why Peter Chris has left? These guys won't get off the effing stage! <laughs> Bravo, Peter Chris! They said it was a farewell tour. These guys aren't leaving. <laughs> He's had it already. Seriously, I'm, no, I'm telling you that. It's the reason he's going, wait a minute. 
What happened to the whole farewell tour? We just booked Australia, Japan. We're coming back to the States. We're doing Europe. They're not. St they won't get off the effing stage. That's why he quit. He's, 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 now they're going to be out there. It's not even Kiss anymore. So they're ripping people off. It's over. Who's going to do you this announced song your now? retirement. Retire. <laughs> End this thing gracefully. Seriously. Sean. Get me a... You're, he's in the Kiss Army. Get the printout on you of all the dates they've played since they started this farewell tour two years ago? They've been to Connecticut twice. They played Foxwoods. It's over. They yeah. won't leave. He's the, Chris is the only sane one in the bunch. I always Crazy Jewish him. bastards. <laughs> Uh, well, Kel, the Army intelligence offer, was the next to go on Survivor, and he says he knew from the start it would be difficult for him to fit in. So it's two down and, what is it, 14 to go, I guess, or 13 to go till there's one left? Yeah, two camps. Yeah. Can I just get the cliff notes on this show? I'd like to see oh. an accelerated version of it. It was cool last night. They were eating, uh, they had this one of the immunity competitions last night they had a wheel that spun around and the members had to from each tribe had to face off against each other and what were they eating cow brains there was uh, cow brains worms. mangrove worms i would have gotten kicked off last crickets, night crickets um people were puking bunch of stuff yeah That's it was disgusting great. dude this series of survivor is brutal if you don't eat cow one. brains yeah. you get points deducted oh one chick she wouldn't eat mammals stuff like that and she, it came up to her turn and she had to eat the cow brain she refused to do it so everybody on her team was all pissed off at her i wouldn't have was done it, it either um i think so oh, yeah you have to be cool. yeah. that's disgusting mm. i can't imagine it was really cow brains there was uh, oh yeah it was live well, larva and stuff oh, wait did they catch the cow and slaughter it and eat the brains or did the stupid producers bring them a brain to eat yeah yeah they brought him a brain it was all basically it was all um what, what do they call it some kind it, it was all australian cuisine that the people in the outback eat you know, like bugs and oh, stuff I see. like that. Yeah. So, oh, oh, the Aborigines. Right. Yeah, Aborigines. That's it. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, nothing an Aboriginal hasn't eaten. Beth Lockwood. You know, I would not be cut out for that show. Do they do like a psychiatric profile on the contestants? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they kick me my ass off. I'm hiding in the woods. I'm sabotaging the whole thing. I'm refusing to leave. I'm living out there in the cave somewhere. Just effing them up every chance I get. I'd be angry. I wouldn't be good for that show either. Don't kick me off, bastards. UConn women lost to Tennessee 92-88. Leading scorer Svetlana Brasimova sprained her left foot during the game. She'll be examined today. Men's College Maine over Hartford 66-63. NBA Philly beat the Knicks 87-80. Hockey Montreal shut out Boston 3-0. Philadelphia shuts out the Islanders 2-zip. Norfolk 4-1 over the Wolfpack. Snow showers develop late this morning. They're saying an inch or so, a high in the mid-30s. It'll taper off around midnight, maybe 1 to 2 inches before it's all done. And tomorrow, mostly sunny. And in the low 30s, it's 33 at 7.15. All right. <clears throat> going to take a break. I'm going to come back. going to tell you what the hell you're going to be doing this weekend. The weekend's here. Who better to hip you to what's going on in this fine state than D. Snyder Radio? Nobody. That's who. Okay, so you don't want to go anywhere. Stick around. But first, traffic with Psycho Dan. Psycho.
All right, traveling on 84 eastbound. Traffic is steady now from exit 48 into the downtown tunnel. 84 westbound, slow getting over the Bulkley Bridge. 91 northbound, we have an accident just near exit 40. That's out near the airport connector. Uh, left lane is closed, and the backup is to exit 38. And then on 91 southbound, we'll have some rubbernecking. That'll slow things down on the other side. Once you're past that, everything's okay. Traveling on Route 2, a little bit slow from exit 4 to the flyover. At 717, I'm Psycho Dan with the Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. The Snyder Radio. The morning show has slightly different rules. You say that, dude. There are a lot of wrongs there. Get used to it. On Radio 104. For the love of God and all humanity. We got a problem here. The Snyder Radio. I have to control it or it will control me. Crazy talk. Now back to The Snyder Radio. I love D. Snyder died. On Radio 104. Tara's doing like three nights in Manhattan and Marsh. Oh, by the way, really? ACDC is um, touring. <sighs> yes. <sighs> Saw them, I think the last tour. It was awesome. Whole family there with our ACDC shirts. <laughs> Head banging. It was very good. A good night for all. Yeah, and Tara's doing three nights, I think, at the Roseland. Hmm. Pretty cool. Coming in March. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, just a uh, big reaction to Nick on the streets here. D, Beth, Darkside Nick, and you too, Sean. You guys have been effing killing me lately, but I have to comment on the interview with Nick and his new buddy. D, I heard the same thing you did. The first guy Nick interviewed called him by his name, clear as day. We play that part. The guy calls him Nick. You may have said your name to him. That's from T. Nukes. Tom I don't from remember Tarrington. that. Guy's from Jerusalem. He's not my freaking buddy. You know what I mean? I don't know who he is. I think someone's lying. He said he what said Nick. Mean? He called you Nick. He did not. He was a ringer. He did not call me <laughs> Nick. It was one of your college friends doing a voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure it was. Um, uh, Mr. Coffee writes in to say Nick's lesbian questions were funny as hell. I could care less if I learned anything from his man on the street gig as long as it makes me laugh like that. The way he eggs on those folks into elaborating is pure genius. You ever hear, ever heard anything you've done referred to as genius, Nick? Not even close. Well, Mr. Coffee thinks you're a genius. Um, let's see. Uh, here's, now, this letter is odd. Hold on. You know what? As a matter of fact, I'll read Genghis John's first. He just said, uh, D... Regarding Nick on the street, I had no idea just how many members of Mensa hang out in Bushnell Park. Kudos to Nick for finding all of them. Mensa is a society of geniuses for those who are out there who do not know. Now, this, listen to this letter, Beth. Mm -hmm. And it's a, the wording is kind of weird, screwed up here and there, so I'm going to try and clean it up. Not clean it, it's not dirty, but just fix it, okay? Dear D. My name is Tara Dupree, T-E-R-R-A. Would you say Tara? Sure. Okay, Tara Dupree. And I do like Nick. Uh, I do like Nick. He's the type of boy that has some bad issues, but, he, but he's the type of boy that has some bad issues and should not be talking about gays at any given time. Okay. He needs to look at himself before he 
thinking before he's thinking we are funny, he needs to question his own sex since he likes to talk about the back hole so much. And for you, I was ver a very big fan of your old band, Twisted Sister, and I always know you, and you know me as Mike the Bouncer from the New Haven Agora Ballroom. Now, I know him as Mike the Bouncer, but his name is Tara Dupree. Well, he's made some changes in his life, I guess. <laughs> he goes on. And you, of all people, should never be talking about gays on the radio. You used to wear makeup and pink outfits back in the 80s. I heard people talking about you, and as a gay person, uh, and I said that this not women. See, I said it's really weirdly. I talked about you as a gay person, and I said that it is not we should love each other for how we are in life. His phrasing is weird. So, uh, first of all, that's one of the reasons why I'm kind of comfortable talking about gays and what have you is because, yeah, I was accused of being gay for years and having worn women's pantyhose and stuff like that and fishnets and hot pants. I feel fairly comfortable that I, I know I'm not a homophobe. Were you really so accused of being gay? See, I never would have thought that. I just would have thought you guys were wearing costumes. I mean, you didn't you know what? look you gay say, to me. No, not by oh, the time you on, guys... Early on, maybe, yeah. Early on. The next time you guys come over the house, I'll show you some of the old pictures. You will die. I mean, this was full-on glam transvestite stuff. I'm gay. <laughs> I'm a homo. Yeah. I like guys. I mean, pouting and ass shaking and, you know, and humping air and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it was, so we, we were definitely a little, a little nuttier in that direction back there. So anyway, but I really don't, you know, I like to think that I, I don't bash gays at all. So anyway, so really think about the gender issues, he continues, you talk about on the air. And as for Nick, I think you should have him dress and drag and go to the polo club one night. And see how it is to be in a gay world, and maybe meet some of the nice people he could, nicest people he could ever meet. Is there some place called the Polo Club? Have you ever heard of it, Nick? Um, Sean says yes. I've never heard of it. Sean, what is the Polo uh, Club, Sean? It's a gay club in Hartford. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know from going there. I just know I have yeah. you know some gay friends that you know have gone there. <laughs> Nick, so now there's a place you can finally go and make that take, Nick, on the streets. <laughs> Because yeah. you wouldn't go to uh, to Velvet because they changed their policy on Sunday I've, nights. I have nothing against gay people at all. I like <laughs> gay guys. They're all right. You know, I don't have any gay friends personally, but um, they're very vibrant people, very animated. <laughs> you trash them pretty good. There you show. are, then again, stereotyping again. No, I'm not. Well, half the time you trash them and half the time you act... Like you are. They aren't all vibrant, animated people. <laughs> yeah, they are. No, they aren't all. Sure they are. I mean, I, I watch Will and Grace, you know? <laughs> all right. Well, Tara Olivia, you should go to the polo club. You're going to the polo club. Tara Olivia Dupree continues, says, uh, well, as for me, I am a she-male. <laughs> uh, a she-male woman and the owner of 21st Century Fox Network. And member of the press. What is? Does anybody know what 21st Century Fox Network is? No. Sean, put that into a search engine. See what you come up with. Okay. Uh, I'm also a very hot-looking female. And if I was on the street, you would never know I was a guy at one time. And I do look that good. Thank you. Tara Olivia Dupree, CEO, editor of 21st Century Fox Network and Shemale Queen. Also tell, also tell Nick to stop playing with himself. He really has too much time on his hands. Hug and kisses to you, D and Beth. <laughs> I want to find this 
girl. I bet she is good looking. <laughs> Tara Olivia Dupree, who used to be Mike the Bouncer. Over at uh, at the Agora Ballroom in, in the day. I would imagine. Well, usually, not all, but usually, bouncers are larger type guys. Usually, right? Yeah. So that yeah. that's a huge bitch. No, and, I mean if she's really tall, but she's really striking as a woman. Yeah, sure. And, and the email, I won't give out the whole thing, but part of the email is she rocker. This is a character right here. This is our new entertainment editor right here. <laughs> Uh, okay, but we have to contact Tara Olivia Dupree. I think I think <laughs> we I, already I have know. music for her. I feel I've sent something from this letter here. This Somebody's That's right. I'm getting a very good vibe off this letter. I'm saving this one. Find out what the 21st Century Fox Network is. Okay, but enough of this. It's time to get into what the hell am I going to do this weekend? Music maestro. Another big weekend's ahead of us. Everybody's very excited. But still, what are you going to do? Well, who better to ask than T-Snyder Radio? Look, man, look around this room. Look at the different personalities that are in this room. You'll never find two of us in the same place on a weekend. We never accidentally bump it. Oh, Beth, what are you doing here? <laughs> never like Dark Side. Hey, man, I didn't expect to find you down hanging here. Never. Yeah, Dark Side, ever run into Nick? Um, just that one time in the accident. Yeah, but that was just... Besides that, that was that, out hanging around? No, never. Just at yeah. fault line shows. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, we do something together, mm -hmm. but as a rule, we do very different things. That just shows how much there is to do here. For example, I'm, you know, I like going to a movie on the weekend, and uh, I would not recommend Castaway, but that's me. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, haven't seen it yet, Tempted. I am tempted to check that one out. The Gift with Keanu Reeves and Kate Blanchett. People giving that good reviews. Uh, Emperor's New Groove. You got kids. Definitely recommend it. Dark Side, did you see Miss Congeniality? Yes, I did. And you thought? Pretty good movie. Pretty good movie. Pretty good? Yeah. Okay. Beth saw Traffic with Michael Douglas mm -hmm. and Catherine Zeta-Jones and a host of other celebrities. I mean, it's pretty star-studded. It is. And you said it was quite good. R-rated. More for like... A cu adult couple, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm still trying to see what women want before it goes to video. <laughs> so I'm hoping for this weekend I may get lucky. Snatch. My son saw Snatch. He said it was good. I think my, fa my father saw Snatch. My father's 70. He was like, I don't know. It's one of them, for them damn kids. It's like one of them videos. He didn't care for it too much. And Shadow of the Vampire with John Malkovich and William Defoe was in the theaters still. And, uh... I want to see that one, but I, I don't... You know, I've heard critics talk well about it, but I think it could be acquired taste. Uh, new movies opening this weekend. Head Over Heels. It's a romance, comedy, crime movie. Hmm. Ooh, you don't get many of those. Starring Freddie Prinze Jr. and Monica Potter. Listen to this story. Uh, it's uh, an art restorer in New York moves in with four supermodels and thinks she sees one of her neighbors committing a murder. But she fi suddenly finds herself falling in love with him. Mm. Beth, look at her scribbling away. <laughs> That's called Head Over Heels, Beth. That's <laughs> uh, your kind of movie right there. Well, it's rear uh, window-ish, the beginning anyway. Yeah, well, it's got a rear window-ish kind of mm. yeah, sense to it. Yeah, except for the falling in love with right. him part. 
No one Valentine. fell in love with Raymond Burr in Rear Window. That's <laughs> <Yes>, true. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been Jimmy Stewart falls in love with Raymond Burr. It was the original. They changed it for the uh, film. It's a very a remake, a remake of Rear Window. It's called Rear Ended. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> um, Valentine. I like the coming attractions for this one. It's a horror romance teen film, rated R, with all kinds of uh, local young stars in there. But it basically looks like a slasher film. But with a, with a scary mask instead of that stupid scream mask. I thought the scream mask was the lamest mask. I cannot believe that became popular. Uh, and a really good soundtrack with this movie, by the way. If you like hardcore stuff, listen to this dark side. Manson's on there, Static X, Rob Zombie, Orgy, Deftones, Disturbed, Soulfly. Actually, this might even like this movie better. It's a, it sounds like a Strangeland 2 soundtrack. Also, in concert this Friday... You want to check out Vertical Horizon, they're in town with Sister Hazel at the Webster Theater. And on the family front, uh, you know, there's the Hartford Boat Show going Friday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Hartford Civic Center. The 42nd Annual Frank Morata's Auto Show at the Connecticut Expo Center, also Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. we got a pair of passes to give away to that in a little while, right, Nick? Yes, we do. And Sunday... Ski Market Underground in Avon is sponsoring a bus trip to Okemo Mountain in Vermont. 50 bucks includes bus and lift ticket if you like to go skiing. You know what's actually going on, which you guys didn't mention it here and you should? Aren't the winter, uh, the X Games going on up at Mount Snow? I thought yeah. I had a commercial on that. Yeah, I was I there last starting. year. Yeah. It's awesome. Awesome. They just, it, it just, ESPN like takes over that place. It's just tons of events, tons of things to check out. A lot of uh, a lot of sponsors and stuff there giving away stuff. And actually, the lift lines are incredibly short because everybody's watching the events. So it's like quick lift lines. It's it's a great weekend. You can check that out as well. Beth Lockwood. Yes. Your turn. Well, here I found several things happening. Uh, first up, through Sunday at City Stage up in Springfield, the Bell of Amherst. Charles Nelson oh. Riley directs this one-woman show of the life of poet Emily Dickinson. Oh, Charles Yay! Nelson Riley! Hello. He's a Hartford native, you know. Awesome. Is he? He is. Well, f this Tara Bella <laughs> Olivia girl. Let's get him in here to do the entertainment news. Um, at Foxwoods on Saturday, Art Garfunkel, of course, one half of Simon and Garfunkel. He'll do the songs you know and love, plus some of his solo work that you may not know. The one Nor without love. the talent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is a nice voice. Uh, also, Saturday, on sale. U2 tickets finally go on sale this Saturday. And they're not doing this by wristbands. They're doing it sort of by lottery. Just prior to the tickets going on sale, they're going to hand out tickets for spots online and that kind of thing, so you don't necessarily have to sleep out, which is pretty nice. So, Ticketmaster, etc. Um, I think there'll be a lot of excitement for that. I've this is the first tour in a while that, they've, that they're not playing like... I don't know anything about YouTube, so I may be talking out my A here, but they uh, they usually do the big arena, mm -hmm. and this is relatively this is relatively in intimate for you too, is and it not? They haven't been to Hartford in a few years, so I think there's going to be a lot of excitement. I, I have a $5 bet going with Zach that it's going to sell out in a day. He doesn't think so, I do. Is he kidding? I know. I don't know what he thinks. I told him. He's not in Jersey anymore. <laughs> He's a little bit... He thinks he, he can do no wrong ever since he won the bet with Darkseid <laughs> on the hair. He's uh, gambling. Also on Saturday up at the Jorgensen at UConn, 
the Palabalist dance troupe. They do some really interesting moves if you're into watching sort of modern dance. Uh, very, I love palabaling. <laughs> yes. Boring. Uh, starting up at uh, the Long Wharf Stage 2 in New Haven, uh, the family drama The Mandrake Root. This is written by and starring Lynn Redgrave of the uh, famous Redgraves. <laughs> Lynn Redgrave would actually be in it? Yes. Wow. Yeah, she's wow. big time. A lot time. of stars. Yes, I she know. is. She's a huge star. Dark Side Dave is constantly shooting people and screaming <laughs> during my report. They should give you, you know what? Get over here to the fart machine when he's reading his. I know. Seriously, I'd How love to hear what you think. How fast will I be on dueling banjos? Lightning speed. <laughs> Continuing at the Hartford stage. And something special. This Sunday afternoon at 345, following the matinee performance, is the Sunday discussion series. This will be on Oedipus the King. If you're interested, this might be a good good show to check out. Oh, oh nothing like a, like a, an, an engaging debate. They do some neat things at the Hartford stage. Sometimes after their performances, they'll have the actors come out for a discussion. I've done those. They're nice. They talk about it? Yeah. We used to do that on a Twisted Sisters show. Like after the concert, we come out on stage and have a discussion with the Coliseum. You know, like, any questions about it? Uh, yeah, when you made that move earlier on in the show, what were you trying to suggest there? When I was humping air, giving <laughs> you the finger? <laughs> Pretty much saying, F you, boss. You might have wanted to try that. Yeah. Couldn't have hurt. And uh, finally, for art lovers, Real Artway is launching the major exhibit of the season. They have two separate things. One is electronic models. This is works by a prominent Belgian sculptor. And also a show of eight other local and national artists working in a, a, a wide variety of media. Everything from paint to video. That's it to Real Artways. Well, they also show some really great movies. For your people with class out there. You want to check them out. Other movies over at Cinema City, State and Main, all running still, as well as You Can Count on Me and Chocolat. All movies that I probably won't get to see this weekend, but would really like to see. (laughs) Well, all the way over on the other extreme, hello, Dark Side Dave. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) This is dueling weekends. (laughs) Okay, well, let's start with the uh, usual flea markets that are going on. I got to pump the flea markets. People got to go check these things out. A lot of great deals there. CP's I big, love a flea market. Big indoor flea market and tag sale in case the weather's bad. You go to an indoor one Saturday and Sunday, Park Street out in Bristol. The uh, rent-a-space flea market Saturday, Forbes Street in East Hartford. You got a lot of junk. You want to go rent a little table there. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, you get a lot of stuff in your house and want to get rid of it, you'll be wishing you went to rent-a-space flea market. There's uh, Sophia's Flea Market, of course, Saturday and Sunday, East Windsor in Connecticut. If you're planning on just hanging out around the house in your boxers all weekend long, there's a lot of good television shows this weekend. Um, Tonight, 9 p.m., the Outdoor Channel, Hunting with Hank. Some nice hunting tips there. (laughs) Wearing your hat and your vest and your boxers. I don't think the boxers are the redneck choice, are they? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. No, tidy whities Yeah, no. I, would thermals, I would totally think tidy whities or union suit. It's either that or the thermals or just total commando. <laughs> right, right after that on the Outdoor Channel at 9.30 is Days of a Sportsman. Very cool show right Ooh, there. World's, these are the days of a sportsman. Yes. World's Nastiest Neighbors on UPN at 9 o'clock in case you don't get the Outdoor <laughs> Channel. You want to check that funny. out. <laughs> we have Cops Caught in the Act. Which is going on Saturday on Fox at 8 p.m. Is this when they get cops who are doing something illegal? <laughs> yeah, I think so. They'll be on Get the PJ in the back of the cruiser. Um, Call the act. That's, I, I think, I don't know what channel it is, but I know XFL is also on Saturday night, mm. 8 o'clock. Um, NBC, NBC, man. Yeah, yeah, check your local listings for that one. 
Yeah. Um, TV Land lately has been doing weekend-long marathons. Marathon more last weekend. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. This weekend, I believe it's Bonanza starting Ooh. at 8 o'clock. So uh, I'm pretty sure they're doing the, um, the whole weekend-long thing. So if you want to check that out. Cancel the party Saturday night. Hands <laughs> <laughs> is on. Behind the scenes demolition derby on the Discovery Channel at 8 p.m. Walker, Texas Ranger, uh, 9 p.m. This is Saturday, CBS. <laughs> and uh, finishing up Saturday, Fishing University on the Outdoor Channel. That's at 8 p.m. Yeah, that's that a hell of a TV week, yeah. weekend. Yeah, that, yeah. That's and you might great. want to be sure to catch Walker while you still can because I think this is his last season. Yeah, is it yeah, not? It mm-hmm. is. And uh, for Sunday, not much on television. The NFL Pro Bowl, ABC, that's at 8 p.m. And World's Most Powerful Explosions on TLC, the Learning Channel. <laughs> and that's also at 8 p.m., so you have a little bit of a, a choice there. And uh, let's see, as far as events going on around the state tonight, karaoke night at the Bolarama in Newington. That's on the Burlington yeah. Turnpike. Once again, yes, it is 24 hours, so if you're up late, you need something to do, head out there, throw some balls around, drink a couple beers. Yodeling and bowling. (laughs) The Railroad Hobby Show, the largest railroad hobby show in the Northeast. Manufacturers going to be there, importers, hundreds of dealers. You know, if you're into the old Lionel Railroads and stuff, go check Mm. this out. It's at West Springfield at the Eastern States Exposition. So head up there, have a good time, all you railroad freaks. The 20th annual Robert Burns event. Bagpipes, Highland dancing, traditional Scottish dinner, haggis, you know, taties. It's going to be a good time. Hawthorne in. That's on the Berlin Turnpike right down here in mm-hmm. Berlin. You liar. You had the haggis. It's far from a good time. All right, true. Haggis sucks, but the bagpipes are cool. <laughs> and finishing it up on Sunday, Country Line Dancing in Plainville Senior Center. Free donuts and coffee. <laughs> Senior Center. <laughs> Look at Nick scribbling notes. Is he going to get lucky? <laughs> hey, they're experienced, that's for sure. Uh, well, thank you, Dark Side, for that enlightening other side of the world. That's horrified. Yes, you all know, those things actually are going on. If I could point out for the record before we go to Psycho D, several phone calls have come in inquiring about the events that I have listed in my part of What the Hell Are You Going to Do This Weekend? And I don't believe that anyone ever called to find out more on Sophia's. Um. Don't you? Shouldn't you call it what the HE double hockey sticks are going to do this weekend? You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, Psycho. Can we get a traffic update, please, before we go to Nick and Sean? Okay, Hartford traffic first. 84 eastbound traffic still steady from exit 48 into the downtown tunnel. 84 westbound, slow getting over the Bulkley Bridge. 91 southbound, a little bit slow from exit 33 into downtown. 91 northbound, that crash is gone now. Traffic is getting back to normal. Traveling on Route 2, you're going to slow down by exit 5D. And again, from exit 4 to the flyover. Moving down to New Haven traffic on 95 southbound. It's slow from exit 53 in Brantford up to the Q Bridge. Uh, 90 195 interchange looks good right now and 84 west in Newtown down uh, near the New Haven area 84 westbound there's a crash between exits 9 and 10 getting into Danbury that's going to slow you down just a bit this morning at 745 I'm psycho down with this modern rec report on radio 104 hmm who to go to next let's go to Sean he always has something for the pervs in town Okay, D, um, this weekend, tonight, actually, Bookends Adult Store. They have a special sale on all intimate adult toys. Um, oh, yeah. Plus, they get uh, buy one, uh, get one free lotions and oils. Um, <laughs> oh, so they have a special weekend there. It puts the lotion D. on its skin, <laughs> or else it gets the hose again. I'm excited, D. <laughs> it worked, our side. Give me the again, Dark. I'm excited, D. Ew. <laughs> <laughs>
That's so wrong. Oh. Um, before, actually, right after that, I can head over to the uh, Mardi Gras 2 in East Windsor. They have a free buffet from 4 to 7. And they have the all-new amateur night. So You, you know. are kidding me. No. So, all, you know, all-new amateurs. What does that mean? That anyone can get up? Sure. It's like open mic? Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Just like that, yeah. Is that now just women that or men? I might go to see. <laughs> I might, I'm a little interested in that myself. <laughs> is that women? Could all have, yeah. Or men? No, it's women. Because I would get a kick out of it. Because all I can picture is that Chippendales thing with Chris Farley from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that. That is awesome. I haven't either. Yep. Amateur night. Wow. It's a, it's a good time. Um, Empire. How do you adult? feel? Let me just ask you. You, you go with a girl and you go down there. You know, if you're odd enough to take a girl there and you have to throw him back if you, she climbs over the bar and gets up on the pole. <laughs> uh, Lucky. That yeah. was <laughs> it's a good time. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, Saturday at the uh, Empire Adult Emporium in Hartford is a big sale on, you know, all provocative clothing. And I'm going to check it out. Maybe there's some good stage clothing, you know, for the new Fault Line shows. Oh. Right on. Yeah. You know, yep. might have some good stuff. You're provocative enough. <laughs> D, you might be interested in this. I'm picking up tickets uh, tomorrow for the Webster Theater show. Uh, Overkill is coming on uh, April 19th. Oh, as a matter of fact, my bass player from the SMFs is now playing guitar with Overkill. Oh. Derek Taylor. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a good show. Yeah, um, good show. And then the Gold Club in Hartford, the all-nude cabaret uh, featuring the area's hottest dancers. They have over 40 nude dancers this weekend, and they have a new private dance area, so I want to check that out, too. And be sure to say hi to Charlie Brown, <laughs> our head of engineering here at Radio 104. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got, D. Well, as if that's not enough, Dark Side, one more time. I'm excited, D. <laughs> <laughs> you did good, Jimmy. You did good. <laughs> all right, well, now it's time for Nick. Nick, now I told you to step it up, okay? I, we had a little meeting, and I said, you got to represent. All right? Going to, I mean, going down to, I don't know, to get two-for-one soy sauce. <laughs> that's the, You do have a certain part of the audience that is from your world. Single, swinging dick out on the town. So yeah. did you step it up a little this weekend? Well, I can help people out. I'll be at the uh, Brickyard tonight. Every Friday night, we have uh, Coors Light night there. I'll be there from 10 to midnight, but I usually hang out for a few hours after till closing, you know. And uh, also, um, other bars I like to frequent, the Pig's Eye Pub in downtown Hartford, Standing Stone, which is right next to the Brickyard, the Rue Bar, which is up Farmington Avenue, and of course, Velvet on uh, Sunday nights. So you get in the car and you start drinking and driving from <laughs> bar to bar to bar, right? Uh, no, I usually park my car and I stumble around from bar to bar. <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> let the cards fall where they may at the end of the night. Um... But, D, I got to tell you about this because this... I can visualize that. I can really visualize <laughs> stumbling down the block. Uh, um, in my very own Manchester, D, I got to mention this. Paul's Pawn Shop. They're looking for those uh, cubic zirconia diamonds. And uh, I'm holding those. So They're looking for them? Yeah. Yeah. This is a shortage of those. So they're looking for those. I'd be trying to unload those. Mm. <laughs> well, you see... 
People who come to buy diamond rings at a pawn shop, they'll fall for anything. <laughs> uh, Lou's Lubingo in East Windsor uh, promises you'll be in and out in 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> Much like Nick. <laughs> Saturday night at the uh, It's Heart Folia, it's uh, Brazilian Carnival uh, for 2001 featuring Jinga Baiana. And that's at Vito's by the Park right in downtown Hartford. Yeah, um, good times. There's belly dancing Saturday night, Saturday at 10.30 a.m. in West Hartford Senior Center. So make sure you check that out. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Hold on. So is that the same place they're having the line dancing? Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, a different, different senior place. Center. Yeah, yes. You could stumble around from Senior Center to Senior <laughs> Center. <laughs> so that's belly dancing Saturday, 10.30 a.m., West Hartford Senior Center. And finally, on Sunday, which I'm really looking forward to, uh, introduction to Buddhism at the Elmwood Community Center in West Hartford. Ah. That's happening Sunday afternoon. Finally, we get to find out what you've been believing in all yes. these years. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's, so, you, so that's right. You're a Buddhist. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. So that's great. I think it'll be very good for you. It'll be healthy for you to, to go and... You know, get in touch with your religion, That's with right. your belief system. That's right, too. Uh, okay, you're a Buddhist. Well, I was a little bit better, a little bit better. Uh, is it true I heard uh, you talking to Joey this morning, and you said you maxed out your mobile speed pass? Um, Can you do that? No, I didn't know this, but... Um <laughs> I guess there's a daily limit to the speed pass. How much? A daily limit. <laughs> and um, I don't know what it is, but apparently I went over the limit yesterday. You are one pathetic loser. It's got to be like a hundred bucks or something. I don't know how much it is, but this is like this happened like I don't know. It was after my. Um, prostate exam yesterday you and, really and I had only been to the mobile station twice before that it was my third time there and I went over the limit and I said there's a daily limit to this she's like well apparently she's like you went over it and I wouldn't <laughs> expect my it wouldn't accept my speed pass she said I'd have to wait till midnight <laughs> how much had That's you purchased that day um couple bottles of Gatorade, a frozen pizza, four packs of Marlboros. Uh, four packs? Well, yeah, because I don't buy, like, a pack, you know, for oh. the day. Why buy, you buy like the those cartons? losers. Because um, cartons, because I, I, when you're smoking, you always, you never want to buy the carton because then you're just accepting that you're going to, you know, be smoking Nick, for a while. you're a smoker. <laughs> I got news for you. I yeah. love that. You smoke Marlboro Reds. Yeah. I don't buy the carton because that makes me sound like a real smoker. <laughs> and then I just bought some other little food items, some coffee and stuff like that. But apparently, not I even went any gas. <laughs> yeah, there's no gas either. Still it's on like, the speed pass, huh, kid? Yeah. Still on the speed pass. Rough times. All right, all right. Well, that's what the hell are you going to do this weekend? I think there's plenty to choose from there. Even Nick had something to offer. And every Friday. We hippie at what's going on here in the state, all right? So, we're going to take a break. We come back. Normally, we do news, but I'm very interested in getting into this whole thing with Nick having a prostate exam. See, the way it went down was like this. Nick was talking about prostate exams and that doctors would give him or gay. Doc B threw the what, what do you throw the glove slap the glove throw the gauntlet whatever at Nick and said A I'm not gay and B 
come down here. I'll give you a prostate exam. Nick slapped him back and said, right, let's go, brother. Let's go. I'm not afraid. And uh, Nick backed his way into his Doc B's office yesterday and actually got a prostate exam. Sean was there to witness, to bear witness. Sean, I've, I've noticed you really can't look Nick in the eye all day today so far. No, I don't think I'll ever be able to look him in the eye, dude. <laughs> I need help, seriously. I'm excited, well, Doc, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> Doc V looked him in the brown eye. Uh, so the least you could do is look him, in, look him in the baby blues or whatever color eyes he has. Uh, so anyway, we got tape. We've got pictures. Stick around and we'll play it. I don't think you'd be disappointed. It's D. Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. Your recommendation would be D. Snyder Radio. Regular or king size. What? WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. Practice makes perfect. Transportation provided by Peter Van Bussel. Highest quality. Radio 104. Got the message? Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Now you know the truth. D. Snyder Radio on Radio 104. need to give away anything here, Nick? Um, you know what? Yeah, well, let's give away those uh, Murata Show passes. <clears throat> All right. Lock out the phone lines, please, Dark Side. 42nd, the 42nd annual Frank Murata's Auto Show. It's happening today, tomorrow, and Sunday at the Connecticut Expo Center. Obviously, an annual event. It's been going on for years, obviously. Hence, 42nd. Why? Most likely because it kicks ass. I've never been to it. But you don't have 42 of them <laughs> if people don't like it. All right, we got a couple passes for it. Be calling number 10 right now at 860-666-4444, and you'll be winging your way to the car show of the year, Frank Murata's Auto Show. Uh, and I want you to know something. Monday at 710 on d Night Radio, we've got a really big announcement. Big announcement. Uh, now, you wrote here the title of it. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, you could say that. Are you allowed to say what it is? Um, no, I would just leave it at the announcement, you know. So I could say 710 Monday MRQ Meltdown announcement. Yeah. I could say that. Yes, you can. Can I say that it's very cool because I know what it is? Yeah. Nick, do you know what it is? Yeah, I know what it is. Do you know Darkseid? No clue. Sean? Yeah, I know. Sean, I don't know what it is. Sean knows what it is. Sean knows what it is, and Beth doesn't What's know what it is. What's the pecking order around here? <laughs> <laughs> I asked Todd yesterday. Psycho I guess now? You, um, <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> well, mudbone? It was a mudbone. I don't know about mudbone. He knows everything. He's, yeah, he kind of finds stuff out. But uh, Scuba Steve knows. <laughs> All right, that's it. <laughs> it's go time, Thomas. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> anyway, it is. It's a cool announcement and uh, MRQ meltdown. I'll be announcing it seven ten on Monday. You do want to check in because it's cool. Okay, and it is February. Happy Groundhog's Day, everybody. Yeah, soon, Punxsutawney Phil. Uh, I hope he's not in this state because I doubt... That, is it if he sees his shadow? Hang on, hang on. I always confuse it myself. Let's see. No, if First he, of all, if the poor he thing, doesn't see his shadow. If he doesn't see his shadow, that's... Early spring. Early spring comes spring. early. Because right. he hangs out. He, but if he sees his right. shadow, he, he gets scared. Right. 
Now, does anything about the thousands of people screaming and cheering and yelling? <laughs> if he freaks out and runs back because of that, does that have any effect on him? I don't think his accuracy rate is very high anyway. Uh, yeah, no kidding. I don't even <laughs> celebrate it. I can't believe it's a day. <laughs> well, it's not like it's a, I mean, if it were a bank holiday, then maybe we would celebrate, but it's just It a should day. be. Yeah. It should be a bank holiday. <laughs> uh, and it is February. It is Black History Month. Notice, the African Americans always get the short end of the stick. Boy. The shortest month of the year, Black History Month. Boy. You ever notice that? Anyway, 28 days. We'll be... Getting into some black history. Well, next week, we're starting the unsung heroes of black history. Going to play some of the classics from last year, and we'll have some new ones for you as well. It's going to be a big month on D. Snyder Radio. Of course, Mudbone will be the master of ceremonies, <laughs> MC, so to speak. Uh, all right. Nick, I explained to you people how this all went down. Doc B challenged Nick because Nick said that doctors who give prostate exams are gay. Obviously, that's not true. Doc B knew it was not true. At the same time, he, I don't think he thought that Nick would accept the challenge, but we asked him. He said he did. He said he knew you'd accept mm -hmm. the challenge. He was prepared for you to accept the challenge. He laid down some laws. He gave some rules up front. I don't remember them, but it was a very funny letter. Now, this morning, I come in, and on the top of my stack of email is a letter from Doc B. Subject, huge letters, warning Eight exclamation parts, points. Read this before listening to the tape of the prostate exam. <laughs> so, uh, since Doc B was kind enough to be, be a part of this foolishness, I guess I'll do the right thing here and read his letter. D. Well, Nick has done it again. He has single-handedly wiped out years of medical progress <laughs> in the fight for early detection of prostate cancer. I have done thousands of prostate exams in my career, but this will be the most memorable. Ooh, Nick, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Top of the, the list. Best, the best way to describe the event is a cross between Ned Beatty in Deliverance and Shots Fired. <laughs> I have never heard a man squeal quite like that. Squeal? Squeal. Yeah. Squeal. <laughs> Personally, it didn't bother me, but poor Sean. <laughs> Don't worry about him losing weight. I think he's permanently lost his appetite. To you and the listeners, do not listen to the tape or look at the pictures without a barf bag nearby. If you, if you thought the sumo pictures were vile, don't look at all. And finally, to all 40-plus-year-old men who are listening, if you do not get a yearly examination, call your doctor. If you were scared off by the tape, remember, that's Nick, not a normal person. <laughs> it is not really that bad, and it can save your life. Oh, yeah, Nick is a really good sport. Weird, but a good sport. <laughs> Most importantly, his examination was entirely normal, which is, a good, which is good news. Signed, Doc B. You're okay. Nick? Um, yeah, I'm scarred, but um, yeah, as far as my health goes and my prostate, I'm all right. You're, you're, you're scarred grow. by this happening in a medical situation. You're not scarred by doing it in front of people in college. Um, well, that was different. I mean, that, that was like party tricks and stuff like that. It wasn't somebody's finger. All right. Well, <clears throat> that's another subject because we got into male rape yesterday. 
Oh God, it's a painful subject. No, no pun intended. And I had a huge outpouring of email on that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, uh, well, this is, let's uh, listen to what happened yesterday when Nick went with Sean by his side, his faithful sidekick, <laughs> Sean Boy, and uh, they went to Doc B's for a prostate exam. Okay. It's February 1st. I'm only 27 years old, but I'm going in for my prostate check. Hi, Doc B. How you doing, Nick? How you doing? I'm doing good, I think. I'm a little bit nervous. I see you got the office nicely lit, candles and everything like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Close court. Hold it. He didn't. Was Did he have candles? It was dimly lit. Yeah, he had a couple <laughs> of candles, those, you know, scented candles. Come on. It was nice. Did he have any candles? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Liar. It was dimly lit, though. Well, that's for Doc B, though. That uh, was for ambiance, I think. <laughs> ambiance. <laughs> they, they were ass-scented candles. <laughs> Yeah, those are a popular seller at Yankee Candle Day. <laughs> <laughs> this month's featured scent. Is that ass I smell? <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. Orders in here, but the ambience is perfect for me. Everybody knows I've been looking forward to this. Doc B is a real doctor. His office here looks clean. I mean, it's dimly lit. I see that your tools aren't rusty. They're they're real <laughs> tools. No, I have all my instruments of torture are all set to go. Yeah. Rusty. My fingers are... Did you really expect rusty tools? <laughs> I wasn't sure if he's a real doctor or not. You know, Doc B, you know, whatever. Did you, did you check out his sheepskin on the wall? Did you look at any of that stuff? Any of his uh, diplomas and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, was it all up to date? <laughs> yeah. uh, they looked real, yeah. It wasn't from like the Jethro Bodine Medical <laughs> School, right? no. was it? No. <laughs> okay. Pretty short though. So, uh, but but we do have some instruments here if you want something longer, <laughs> just in <laughs> case we can't reach. <laughs> Maybe for later. <laughs> <laughs> Can I check out your fingers? Let me see. Uh, Doc B's fingers are small fingers. Let me put them up to mine because I got small ones. But what I'm worried about is you got some girth there. You got. <laughs> You got thick fingers. Short but fat. Oh, um, I don't know how my ass is going to take that one. Do I have to, like, lube up? <laughs> I can't believe you checked his fingers. <laughs> Are you standing there with your hands against each other? Oh, yeah. Kind of a little dance move there. <laughs> oh, man. For anything, do you lube me up? No, I'll take care of that. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Oh, he's going to take care of the lube job. Awesome. I'm not wearing any underwear. Do I, just, do, I, do I have to get in a robe or do I just like drop my pants and do it like dark side style and uh, keep my shoes on and stuff like that and drop my pants and bend over? What? What's dark side style? It's dark side behind the 7-Eleven and stuff like that. <laughs> he gets oral sex. He just never takes off his shoes. <laughs> dark side hasn't taken off his shoes while he's having sex for years and years and years. <laughs> now, Sean... Yeah, actually drop the pants or you just pull it out of the fly <laughs> <laughs> just opens up the zipper depends on how much time there is <laughs> Sean are you in the examination room I'm right there oh. <laughs> awfully quiet Sean <laughs> I'm scared nervous nervous anticipation on Sean's part Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, normally we have person undressed down to their underwear and then at the appropriate time slide slide the underwear down but 
Um, since you've gone commando, uh, <laughs> probably when we're ready, just uh, dropping the pants will be, work out fine. Doc V. No, wait a minute. Did you go commando for Doc V or you just happen to be commando? No, I've been commando for like a week and a half now. I got to do laundry. I don't have any other Nick is the kind of guy who takes all of his clothes off before the doctor asks him. You know, he goes into a podiatrist. He's naked. <laughs> Eye exam. Yeah. Nude. <laughs> Do I need to take my clothes off? <laughs> Just checking your teeth, son. <laughs> Sitting nude in the dentist chair. <laughs> Just in case you want to check anything. It's going to be my back door, man. All right. Ducky's oh, wearing a nice shirt he dressed up for me. He's got his tie on. Pink shirt. How appropriate. And, uh, <laughs> and a nice tie. And he's putting the gloves on. And those gloves... Are you at least going to dip your finger in some KY jelly or something like that? After I put on about a half a dozen gloves. Then we'll, uh, <laughs> then we'll talk about that. <laughs> you know, I... Um, for dinner last night, I had ice cream and beer last night. Is that going to be... I mean, I haven't gone to the bathroom yet either. No, we're going to find out what you ate last <laughs> night in a few minutes anyway. <laughs> ice cream and beer. <laughs> oh, it's a beer float right there. Scoop. Oh, man, Doctor's funny, too. He's a, he's, he's, he's a good guy. <laughs> Well, what he does with the show. <laughs> this is wrong. Now, I'm not responsible for anything that might come out of my ass. <laughs> I mean, not that they're... Oh, yes, but I am responsible for what's going in there, so... <laughs> okay. He's Apparently, Nick's not responsible for anything that comes out of his mouth, either. <laughs> a toothpaste. What do you do with a toothpaste? Toothpaste. It's a tube of KY. Oh, awesome. Lube it up really good. Really good. Oh, God. Don't worry. This is, is going to be a professional exam. Um, no extra pain. This is the real deal. Uh, I'm going to grab my ankles for this one, though. <laughs> Sean is here. Uh, he's taking pictures, documenting this whole experience. Um, Sean, are you nervous for me? I'm more scared for myself, to be quite honest with you. When I started this job, this is not what I signed on for. I've seen way too much of you already. <laughs> Yeah. Seen and felt. <laughs> Poor Sean in a diaper. Oh, man. This is not what he signed up for. That's correct. Um, I can agree with that. <laughs> Do I really drop my pants now? Um, it would probably make it easier. Oh, my God. Sean, you're going to have to... Unless you want to pretend you're a virgin. <laughs> Get awfully close to me because you got to hold this microphone. Now, how long is your finger going to be in my butt? Um, I'll explain the whole procedure. Uh, basically, uh, your pants come down. You lean over the table, usually uh, resting your elbows on the table. Done that before. Sticking, <laughs> sticking your rear end out towards me. <laughs> Ooh, Doc B. Done, done that before, too. Um, and then I uh, first examine the outside, uh, check for any hemorrhoids, things like that, or any... Wipe off the crusting. Damage from previous use. Then KY jelly on. Yeah, that's the part I like. And very gently um, insert my finger uh, and then check out the prostate gland. Takes a total of maybe 15, 20 seconds and it's over. Do you wiggle your finger around or is it one straight shot up? Um, it moves around a little bit. Yeah, you going to tickle me? 
and from the inside. <laughs> okay. Um, wait a second. I'm not going to be wearing any underwear, so Sean's going to see my penis and stuff like that. <laughs> do you want me to do a strip tease or anything like that? <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Nick. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I just had a sweater on, and I got to drop my pants, and I... You know, know that I have no underwear on, so everybody's gonna see my junk. Sean, know? did you see it? No, Beth, and I wasn't looking. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure Sean. That's not Sean's thing. <laughs> well, we have a little certificate here that says this is your thing, baby, <laughs> right here. <laughs> I'm unbuttoning my pants. I've been taking my pants off for the show a lot recently. D. Um, and. Sean will avert his eyes now. <laughs> um, I'm really, really uh, a little nervous about this. My butt's a little sweaty, so that might add to uh, the lubrication a little bit here. Um, I'm about to assume position. Doc B, treat me right. Tre wait, 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 wait. Why is your ass sweaty? <laughs> You nervous? <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you, it's weird because sometimes when you don't wear boxers or anything like that, you're going commando. It builds up a little sweat back there. I don't know why. It just does. Well, because uh, you don't have the boxers there to absorb the sweat. That's right. Right, okay, you don't have... That's another reason to wear them. <laughs> I didn't know that he had to examine the, the rectum. Yeah. That was part of it for hemorrhoids and for a previous abuse. <laughs> Maybe, maybe he was just saying that so he could get a longer look. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah sure. I'm sure. That's that's his goal in life. Be right. Don't worry, Nick. <laughs> Be good. This one's for all the peeps. <laughs> <Yeah>. Be gentle, <laughs> Doc B. Okay, um, he's opening up the KY jelly. My pants are down. Sean, don't look at my... No, wait a second. Doc B just tried to lift up the back of my sweater. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> Doc B, be careful with that finger. I... All right, I'm freaking out a little bit. I, I mean, I want you to just dive right in, and I'll love you, but I, this is scary. Okay. Um, Are you really nervous right there? Yeah. Weren't you a little nervous, too, when you had one? No. I mean, yeah, I wasn't looking forward to it, but just like it's, I, you know, just say, this is a doctor. Mm -hmm. I'm a guy. This is something we have to do. I mean, I, you know, I was just didn't feel I don't, nervous. He's it, like all giddy and everything. Doc B is sort of a friend of ours, you know. That's what makes it kind of weird. <laughs> that, yeah. and it's a little bit then turn your head and cough. I mean, this is this is the doctor putting his finger in your butt. You know what I mean? True. It's a little bit more invasive, would you say? It is. It is. So you're a little nervous. Okay. Yeah. It's nice to see. It's like kind of a girlish nervousness. It's, it's cute. <laughs> It's cute. It's like prom night again, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Just relax. Not bad. Don't worry. Okay. No. straight up. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. No. <laughs> is my butt clean? <laughs> Don't worry. How does my butt look? <laughs> is my butt clean? Uh, Doc P just lifted up my sweater. So hairy. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? He said it's a little hairy. Poor <laughs> 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 guy. Me. Oh. <laughs> a little hairy it is he's putting ah wait a second wait a second it's cold wait he's um <laughs> he's about to the, the KY jelly's in my butt he's inserting about to insert three two one go ow duck me oh no <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> 
His fingers in my butt! Oh! Oh! Oh my god! You may pull up now. Oh, Tacti just took advantage of me. I don't remember that happened in my prostate exam. It tickled. It tickled. It feels like somebody's, you know, when they're tickling you, it's like torture. It sounded like you were being killed. It tickled. He's tickling my prostate, which is in my butt. It tickled. <laughs> Sean. Sean. What, what was going on there? Did you have to hold him down? No, I... You felt like you were on a rugby team. I was scared, D. Frankly, I, I'm just... I'm still... Recovering <laughs> to see him, to see Nick's face was priceless. He's the oh my god! I oh. Did you get pictures? Oh yeah, yeah. The pictures are up, D. Oh, so play along at home on the website. Yeah. Oh, they're on the website right now. You can see the pictures as we. But now Doc V's finger is out of your butt at this point. That was yeah. some serious squealing, man. Oh my god. Doc says, is there any way to back that up a little bit so we can hear that squealing again? Or you got to play the whole piece over. Uh, no, if you give me a couple seconds here, I could probably get to it. Oh, I'd love to hear it again. Yeah, do that. Yeah, gotta get, the, gotta get a squeal. Even there's, there's more here, but I, I just gotta hear that squeal right, hold again. Hold on a minute. Oh my God. Oh, I mean, it's, it tickles. I didn't know that he's just gonna be, you know, going well, back and forth. Well, he has to find it and sort of move around near it. I know, but oh. it's not like... It's <laughs> they have to touch it. See, it, it, it's, it sounded like Mickey Mouse was being raped. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it uh, wasn't. It was much different than I thought it was going to be. What do you think it was going to just say? So all right, I've had it. Yeah. They find the prostate and they feel it. It didn't hurt though. Oh, it totally. It, it didn't. It wasn't painful. But it, first of all, it felt weird having you know a guy's finger in my butt. <laughs> and then second of all, I didn't expect as much movement from the finger. While's in my butt, and then I didn't expect it to tickle so much. <laughs> Did it tickle, D, when you had it done? No, I don't remember tickling. <laughs> I mean, you, well, maybe I mean, Doc B was just playing with me, but oh, it's he's a doctor. No, sure you feel wasn't. a sensation. The prostate is in the area of your genitals. There's sensation there. Uh, you know, I mean, but it wasn't like a tickling sensation. I certainly didn't feel like laughing. <laughs> Do you got that, Dark Side? Yeah, good to go. Okay, uh, so I just. You hit you it. Three, two, one, go. Ow! Doug B. Ow! No! Just relax. Ow! Oh my god! Oh! Doug B. Uh, it creeped oh. me out how you kept yelling his name. Oh, Doc B. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you bring a pillow to bite, or were you biting the one he had there? No, I was. <laughs> I wish I had a pillow to bite. All right, there's, there's, there's another minute here, so let's just oh listen. Oh, my 
my god. Oh my god. Um <laughs> That was interesting. I thought I would say jump in and love me and take it like a man, but I, I actually didn't find up as much up there as I thought I was going to. <laughs> is my is my butthole clean? Your butthole is fine. Your prostate is fine. Totally normal exam. You want Sean to smell your finger? No. no. Sean, smell Doc P's finger. Oh. <laughs> no, thanks, dude. How can you tell my prostate's okay? I, it felt absolutely normal. Small size, like it should be at your age. No lumps. Uh, no tenderness. Perfect. A little tenderness. <laughs> that no tenderness. Doc B, try a little tenderness. <laughs> um, he was screaming like a like a baby. How do you know there was no? Did it, did it feel painful in any way? How do you know there was uh, no tenderness? It, it, it didn't feel. It wasn't painful. I mean, the initial thrust into my butthole um, that was shocking. Uh, but after that, like I said, it was it, it tickled. I love how he said he didn't find as much as he thought. Like, it was going to be that scene from Jaws where Dreyfus cuts open the shark and they start throwing out license plates and tin cans and stuff like that. <laughs> All right, a little more here. 20 girls out there who might want to stick their fingers in my butt, would you suggest it? As an, is it a nice butt? How does my butt rate? <laughs> as compared to the 80-year-old men I usually do this on, it's pretty good, let me tell you. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. See that, ladies? Hold on, I get a button. Doc B, can I have a hug? <laughs> Come on, give me a hug. Okay. All right, talk to me oh, and I. Um, I think Sean needs a hug more. <laughs> Sean, from an outside spectator's view. Yeah. Did you Sean's enjoy it? curled up in the fetal position in the corner, crying. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs a hug, and Sean, no kidding. No, I didn't enjoy that. <laughs> Do you have to check? Is there any way I could get the update check monthly? Um. <laughs> We can wait another 13 years, and then you'll be all set to, to do it again. Okay. All right, Doc B, thank you. And uh, want to smoke a cigarette or something? <laughs> no, but you may uh, outside my office. <laughs> okay, thank you, Doc B. Um, this is Nick signing off, and uh, probably won't be able to sit down for a little while. <laughs> Taking one for the team, Nick. Oh, yeah, in a big way. What's this? <laughs> Backdoor man. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Uh, oh, man. Over the years, my ass has taken a pounding. <laughs> oh, man. Pete's up from Danbury's on the phone. Hey, Pete, how's it going? How you doing, D? We're doing good, man. <laughs> you know, I, I had to call because you know what it reminded me of? Have you ever seen the movie Road Trip? Uh, yes. When he went with Tony and Sperm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She massaged his prostate. Yeah. <laughs> it just popped right in my head imagining Nick doing that. That was the funniest thing I ever heard in my life. <laughs> Nick took one for the team. Thanks, Pete. Sarah from Farmington's on the phone. Hey, Sarah. Hey, G. Oh, my God. I almost drove off the road. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I thought I was going to die. Tears streaming down my face. Lady behind me started looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never heard anybody scream like that. That's a that's a, that's a fresh shots fired right there. Yeah. That, was, that was classic. Oh my god. <laughs> Nick's 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 a he's a real asset to this show, Nick. Mm -hmm. I gotta tell you that. Uh, Johnny from Waterbury. Hey Johnny, what's going on? How you doing, Jay? I'm doing good. So what do you think? It was nuts. I think he more enjoyed it than anything else. 
I, I think yeah, he is a little queer. Because <laughs> um, that was not screaming. That was more of a pleasure scream, more than a, a laughter. It was maybe nervous wait. laughter. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought I think Johnny's right there. I heard a definite pillow biting moment in there. <laughs> Dark side. See if you can line that up again. It was definite pillow biting moment in there. You're like, oh, Doc B, Doc B. You were really giving yeah. like a little lot of that going on. Uh, yeah, but it was a really uncomfortable feeling. I mean, <laughs> really uncomfortable. You're sure? You're yeah. Sure. Darren from Hartford. <laughs> Darren from Hartford's on the phone. Hey, Darren. Hey, D. How are you? <laughs> Doing good. What do you think, man? That, that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard, ever. <laughs> but listen, hey, Nick, the Department of Corrections just called, and the inmates just heard that sound clip, and they're looking for you to come in for rec hour. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah put that on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Darren. All right, play it again. I, I want to hear the, the pillow biting again. Three, two, one, go. Ow! Doug B. Oh! No! <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh! Tuck me! Tuck me! Oh no! His fingers in my butt! You started screaming in the background. What were you reacting to? I was reacting to Nick, and I was also reacting to the nurses that were outside of Doc B's door that were laughing hysterically. <laughs> I bet they've never heard that kind of screaming going on in there before. No, no. Uh, <laughs> well, let's take a couple more calls here. And Doc B's on the hotline. Lynn from Shelton. How's it going, Lynn? Hey, Dave. Yeah. That was the most shocking thing I have ever heard. <laughs> I, I almost crashed in the mirror park where I don't call my girlfriend and make her turn on the radio. Or <laughs> the screaming. I'm shaking. The screaming was this hysterical. <laughs> Nick, you are one brave dude, man. No kidding. <laughs> Nick would agree. That was the most shocking thing he's ever experienced, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, you know, you should have had a couple of drinks because it would have been like old times. That's you know? what I was thinking. I wasn't drunk, and that was the problem. So, Bruce from Ellington, you got a question for Nick? Yeah. I was just wondering, throughout this whole thing, did Nick have an orgasm? Ask Nick. Yeah, it's a good so, thing that uh, Doug B has that paper that just rips off those beds, you know? I heard you grabbing it. And I could hear it. Did you hear it crunching back yeah. on the day? You could hear it like grabbing it and holding on to uh, it. Oh, yeah, there was crinkled paper there. <laughs> it was, um, uh, hey, let's get Doc, pick up uh, the hotline for me, Dark Side. Doc B. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> How is it for you? Um, I, I think I've considered uh, changing my career because the uh, trauma of that exam, uh, <laughs> I really don't want to repeat. <laughs> Have you ever had anybody react like that? No, truly. Um, I, 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 I figured out that probably between five and 10,000 exams I've done o over my career, and that's the, the only one like that. <laughs> and have the nurses ever heard screaming like that coming out? No, of but your... they, they were coming far and wide from the rest of the building, wondering what the hell I was doing in there. Your <laughs> <laughs> very own little deliverance scene going on. Didn't it sound like a cross between deliverance and uh, and shots fired? I mean, yes, it did. Uh, it, it did. It, it did. I mean, he. But well, he kept calling your name over and over. <laughs> 
No, I, I couldn't see, neither to that. I couldn't see his face, but I saw Sean's face the whole time, and I never saw such a horrified expression. <laughs> <laughs> the poor man. You, you definitely have to pay for his psychiatrist. Uh. Yeah, Nick, uh, Sean's is pretty traumatized. Doc B, you're a, you're a damn good sport, and I read your disclaimer, and I will say, as a mature adult who's had a number of prostate exams, they are painless, they are very quick, and they are very important, right? I mean, yeah, that's definitely, that, definitely. And, and that is none of this, none of this. There's none of this sweet talking going on or how you doing or hugs or anything like that. It's in the middle of your regular exam and they say, okay, drop your drawers, please bend over the table. It's done in a second and you know you're okay. And as we talked about prostate cancer, <clears throat> high risk, a lot, right? That's the most common cancer in men. Is that correct? Um, not the most common, but it's, but it's increasingly more common. And as you get older, it becomes more common. Um, and, it, and it's definitely, if you detect it early, it's totally curable. And that's the best thing is, yeah. you know, so so you absolutely want to get this taken care of. And nobody acts like Nick. That was Nick. Nope, nobody acts like Nick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Billy from Suffield says, you and, you and Nick are now engaged, <laughs> Doc V. <laughs> um, have you seen the pictures online? Yes, I did. Uh, I, I look pretty good there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gil from Colchester's on the phone. Gil, are you there? Yeah, D, I, I listen to you on the web, man. Those are the most disturbing pictures I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> man, Nick, Beth, looks, yeah. Nick looks like he was violated at the end of there, the last picture. <laughs> man, it's bad. Beth was completely freaked out. Yeah, I'm having a I mean, hard time with them, Gil. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm like shaking here at work, you know. I'm, I'm scared. Oh, be careful yeah. at work. You don't want people to walk by and think, what is he looking at? <laughs> no, I have all my lights off in my office. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Thanks, Gil. All right. Oh, God. Okay. Well, uh, oh, oh, I hung up on Doc B by accident. I thought I could have both of them on the phone. Sorry, Doc B. Well, Nick, you took one for the team. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, you took one for the team, and Long Island's calling in. Uh, uh, you know, uh, from it's Darren from Sag Harbor, Paul from Ellington. Everybody's calling, and the phone's just exploded, man. You've you've tickled people's fancy with your yeah. prostate exam. Yeah. Any last thoughts? Is this something uh, that you look forward to thirteen years from now? Uh, as much as I'd like to say yes, no, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll come back. And uh, are we doing news next? Yeah, we'll do news next. Okay. Did, did we, like, blow out an entire traffic report or something in the yeah, middle of all did. that? Yeah, we did. So maybe we can do some traffic for the peeps uh, when we get back? Uh, we could do some right now, actually. Okay, let's do it now. Sorry about that, but how do you stop, you know, that? Mm. You know what I mean? You can't interrupt that with traffic. It would have ruined the climax for everybody. Okay, Psycho Dan traffic, please. All right, Hartford traffic first. 84 eastbound traffic is steady from exit 48 into the downtown tunnel. 84 westbound, it's slow getting over the Bulkley Bridge. 91 southbound, you're going to slow down between exit 33 and downtown. 91 northbound looks good right now. Traveling on Route 2, a little bit slow approaching at, uh, 5D. And again, from exit 4 to the flyover down in New Haven in Orange on 95 southbound between exits 42 and 41. We had a car crash. That's going to slow you down just a bit. But the 91-95 interchange looks good. At 834, I'm cycled down with the Smart. Modern Rock Report on Radio 104. Hey. Cover charge at Hartford's Club Velvet on a Sunday night. $7. Five gin and tonics plus tip. 
$25. One tube of KY jelly, $4. Nick's first gay sexual experience, priceless. There are some things money can't buy. For everything else, there's D. Snyder Radio. Monday on D. Snyder Radio at 7.10 a.m. I'll be proud to announce the next big Radio 104 event. It's the MRQ Meltdown. What is it? Well, I'll be telling you all about it this Monday. Be sure to tune in at 7.10. But I know what it is. Beth, do you know what it is now? No. Beth's still in the dark. That's Sean right. Psycho are more informed than Beth. That'll uh, make me excited to come to work for 710 on Monday. Uh, yeah, exactly. You'll come on Monday, you'll find out like everybody else. So you have that to look forward to, which is kind of nice. Uh, dude, I forgot to get you to tease the news, but that's okay, because uh, you're going to do it right now mm-hmm. for us. So no need to tease us. And I've just been going through this reaction on that thing you did about the male rape on mm-hmm. the pool table mm-hmm. yesterday's. I've got to address this a little later because it's just it's just too massive a reaction to uh, uh, you know it really disturbs a lot of people. It's disturbing, beyond disturbing. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's disgraceful on for anybody. Male rape, female rape, rape. That kind of action is just is disgusting. Except you know, of course, in a doctor's office <laughs> with a certified medical technician like Doc B. And it wasn't really rape because Nick was actually had bent over on his own free will. Did you not, Nick? Yeah, it was by my own free will. <laughs> Did you feel violated? Yes. Well, we've got that little uh, sound bite, you know, of you screaming. <laughs> Ow! Doug B! Ow! No! No, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh my god! Oh! Suck me! Suck me! Oh no! His fingers in my butt! Oh! Oh! Oh my god! You may pull up now. My favorite part is the thing of Doc V saying, just relax. <laughs> yeah. and, and at the end, the moan that comes out of Sean. Oh, God. <laughs> In the background. It's great. Oh. I will save that. All right. We're going to take now we're gonna a break. We're ready. We need to take a break. No, we're ready for the news. Sure, I have to Lock. follow we're, that now. Yeah. Tough act to follow. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Radio 104 headlines. Police say a four-month investigation into heroin trafficking in eastern Connecticut has led to 14 arrests. Police say the ring was based in Willimantic but had ties to Hartford and New Britain. During a roundup yesterday, police seized 7,500 packets of heroin and $39,000 in cash and one firearm. Well, I hope they were listening to what are you going to do this weekend? Because there are obviously a lot of people aren't going to be getting high. <laughs> what would you recommend, Dark Side? 
if you, if you can't get you know get the smack you need, uh, what do you think? Maybe that Sophia's uh, flea market might yeah, be a good choice. Either that or the railroad hobby show. Good filling. <laughs> Newly sworn in Attorney General John yeah. Ashcroft is promising a Justice Department free from politics after winning a bruising Senate confirmation. He took the oath on three family Bibles, and his wife passed around cookies after the ceremony. That's nice. Does that make him more honest? <laughs> Three Bibles. I like to make my oath on eight Bibles because I'm really honest. <laughs> Why three? It's, it's, it's just, they made me do that when I came here to Clear Channel, actually. The day I signed my contract, five Bibles. My hand on there. And one Koran just to cover all bases. A self-confessed fitness fanatic in Scotland has been sentenced to 12 months probation for stuffing a cucumber down his shorts at the gym. David Kerr says he lacked confidence, but an earlier hearing said he said he took photos of himself and danced around the changing rooms with the cucumber. Two female attendants saw the large object <laughs> poking out of his shorts and ran screaming for police. Well, I'm, 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 not, I'm unclear on this. How did he break the law? Well, I think he was sort of harassing people with his giant cucumber shorts. Look at my sexy bullshit. <laughs> I'm dead sexy. <laughs> so, the prosecutor so, said the facts speak for themselves. When police asked him why he had a cucumber down his shorts, he replied, I just wanted to see what it would look like in the gym. But some people felt it was very harassing. What's his name? Derek Smalls? <laughs> he only oh, has for you Spinal Tap fans out there. He, uh, he had to be wearing the spandex shorts because that's the think, only thing yeah. that could support it and where you get any value out of the mm -hmm. cuke. Look yeah. at my sexy body. I'm proud to say I don't have to stick a cucumber in my, in my shorts. You're offensive <laughs> enough without it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Sean tried putting a whole eggplant in his pants <laughs> when he works out. <laughs> well, a German man can finally answer yes to the question, is that a lizard in your pants? The reptile collector has been fined for attempting to smuggle lizards in his underpants out of New Zealand. Jörg Kritz, who owns a... Pet Shop was the first person convicted under New Zealand's recently revised Wildlife Act for trying to export protected reptiles. Customs officers intercepted Krutz earlier, earlier this month, trying to leave the country with two green gecko lizards in his underpants. There's a male and a female, and he was uh, sentenced to a fine, and he paid it, and he was then allowed to leave the country. I know what they say. A little song, a little dance. Couple green gecko lizards down your underpants. It's <laughs> old vaudeville saying. <laughs> well, it was a gas versus chainsaw fight in Reno, Nevada. Police say Calvin Gaines got into an argument with a friend of his and doused him with gasoline. When Gaines tried to throw a burning match at the other guy, the other man then grabbed something to defend himself, which just happened to be a chainsaw. Problem is, the gasoline wouldn't catch fire, and the chainsaw wouldn't start. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me at the uh, haunted graveyard a couple of Halloweens ago. So the guy tried to swing the chainsaw at Gaines and cut him on the chin. Doctors stitched up Gaines, and he was hauled off to jail. He faces assault with a deadly weapon charge, and here's the surprise. The friends met while incarcerated. You bunch of losers! <laughs> 
I'm expecting some of this excitement on the XFL this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone's got a chainsaw out on the field. He's splashing with gasoline. <laughs> no, hope, hopefully we won't see any of that. Hey, uh, you know, have they ever arrested anybody for smuggling a gerbil in his underpants? Richard Gere, I thought. <laughs> Can you be arrested for that? I don't know. <laughs> A judge in Pennsylvania has ordered a four-time convicted shoplifter to wear a badge warning storekeepers of her record. 26-year-old Regina Zimmerman is required to wear the badge with the words convicted shoplifter for the next year. It's part of her sentence of a string of thefts at different stores and it spared her a prison sentence. I think it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know, give people a heads up. Nick's going to wear a badge that says convicted oral assault, assaulter, <laughs> uh, or anal assaulter, I should say. He's going to have a little badge on there, let people know when he goes in the doctor's office. I scream. <laughs> <laughs> a Massachusetts high school student made a disgusting discovery this week in her turkey and tomato sandwich, a small piece of a human thumb. The student oh. spat out the thumb while eating her lunch Wednesday at Barnstable <laughs> High School. Officials say a cafeteria worker there had severed the top of her thumb in a vegetable slicer the day before. The school and its food contractor are now trying to determine how the part of the thumb wound up in the sandwich. Uh, 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 well, um, still not as bad as that damn. Uh, still not as bad as that damn hair in the in the cake that you talked about yesterday. I don't know. They're pretty. I think it's a toss up. Uh, if there was, wait a minute, a little piece of thumb, what would you rather eat, Dark Side? A sandwich with a bit of thumb in it or um, a, bunch of pu a bunch of body hair, a piece of cake with body hair in it? Uh, I'd say the sandwich with thumb in it. Well, I, it's like meat. I know? disagree. Yeah, but the hairs get all stuck in the back of your throat and you're pulling them out of your mouth. And I mean, they're that's both nasty. disgusting. I would vomit with both of them. But if I but, had but to Beth, choose, I would take the cake, the hair cake. No, I would take the Beth, thumb. Yeah. thumbs the other white meat. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's mind-boggling to me that someone slices off a piece of her finger and they don't shut down the entire operation and throw out all of the food that could possibly have been near it. They just Wait, carry on and it ends up in somebody's sandwich. First of all, first of all, it was probably a small piece. It doesn't matter. Otherwise, and there was a lot of chaos going on. A lot of craziness was going on, and, and the little piece of thumb got overlooked. It got lost. I'm not saying it's not a bad thing that happened, but but I am trying to say, <laughs> what I am trying to say is that you could see where that might happen. It's just, it's horrible. It's disgusting. What can I tell you? A heroin addict who robbed an old folks home was then locked in the bathroom by two elderly residents. This happened in England. 80-year-old Hilda Dilworth and 71-year-old Josephine Armstrong grabbed the man after catching him in their bedrooms. A fight broke out and Josephine was punched in the chest and sent sprawling. Hilda was left in a state of shock. Finally, a guard joined in the scuffle, and the three of them were able to detain the man in the bathroom before police arrived. Wait a minute. So he broke in. Mm -hmm. Is that how old this guy was? He was 32. 32? Yeah. And so, and he was trying to rob the place? Mm -hmm. And the women screamed, rape? And he yelled, No. No. <laughs> oh, okay. That was another story. <laughs> um, and so they attacked him? Yeah. Two women? And then and a, big, a big brawl broke out? Yeah. 
And then security came in? Finally, after your fists were flying, yeah. And uh, Josephine was punched in the chest. You know what? Some of these women are pretty feisty. You know what I mean? There's mm -hmm. These older women? It doesn't surprise me that some of them can hold their own. The good news is Josephine's recovering and she did not need any hospitalization. Oh, well, hit her in that big bra. <laughs> you know, they got those big, thick bras on all the time. So. <laughs> it's almost like a bulletproof vest. Flag <laughs> <Black> vest. <laughs> An eight-year-old boy who, from Arkansas, is suspended from school after pointing a chicken finger at a teacher and shouting, pow, pow, pow. Christopher Kissinger's mother said the three-day suspension is outrageous and says her son was only playing with a friend. She added, it's just a piece of chicken. How could people think that it was actually a gun? <laughs> Wait, they thought it was a gun, you think? Well, or just I think disgusted they just that he had a chicken finger? Well, I, th I think that people are taking the violence in school to extremes. And this kid, he's eight. He pretended he had a toy gun. It was chicken, and they suspended him for three days. I think a kid's creepy for carrying around a piece of dead chicken. But it was in the calf. It, what do you mean it was in the calf? Oh, it was in the cafeteria. Yeah. Oh, a chicken finger. Yeah. I thought he, I'm thinking Dark Side's house. <laughs> I thought he actually had a finger from a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I thought he was going to cast some voodoo spell on him or something like that. Oh, my God. You gotta, everybody's got to calm the F down. I know. It's just too over the top. Two news agencies in Rome say Leonardo DiCaprio threw horse manure at paparazzi. One of the agencies says it was because they were taking pictures of an accident on the set of a movie he's making. Three extras were hurt when a horse-drawn carriage tipped over. So apparently they say that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio didn't like that they were taking pictures of these people, and he picked up some manure and uh, hucked it at him. And I think that was a good move on Leo's part. I do, too. I think a statement was made. Stop being disgusting and have a little respect for people. And he threw some crap at him. <laughs> Through some feces, you put on gloves at least uh, or something like that. I don't that? think so. I think it was spur of the moment. A little duty under the fingernail. Yeah. That's disgusting. Hey, speaking of duty, realduty.com. Be sure to check out our website. We got a gazillion hits on there, and I expect the checks to start rolling in any minute. Dark side, <laughs> any minute. You can I'm bank ready. on it. I'm ready. You're gonna man. be a rich man. UConn women lose to Tennessee, 92-88. Leading scorer Svetlana Abrasimova sprained her left foot during that game. Men's college action Maine over Hartford, 66-63. NBA Philadelphia, 87-80 over the Knicks. Montreal shut out Boston, 3-0 in hockey. Philadelphia, 2-0 over the Islanders. And Norfolk beat the Wolfpack, 4-1. Some snow showers, they say, move in late this morning, maybe an inch or so, a high in the mid-30s tonight. Any of that should end around midnight, 1 to 2 inches on the ground, and tomorrow mostly sunny. And in the low 30s. It's 34 at 8.55. Well, in an odd segue from, uh, from our previous piece on prostate examination, uh, I'm going to do a follow-up on that whole male rape conversation we got into yesterday because there were some big reactions. And, and one of the ones that I'm really, uh, I want to get it read, is response from rugby players. <laughs> but no, no, not in a comedic sense. Because... I want to make, uh, you know, I think it should be cleared up that this was not intended to be a reflection on the sport of rugby or all rugby players. But, uh, you know, in the middle of all that discussion, because it was started with a story about a rugby team. No, was a rugby player who was getting married? Yeah, it was, and he was having a bachelor party. Is that what you call it? Yeah, a stag yeah. party or whatever. And uh, some of his other rugby playing friends assaulted him with a pool cue. Held him down on the pool mm -hmm. table and raped him with a pool cue. And he had to be hospitalized, amongst other things. So uh, we'll get into that when we return. 
uh, with Decider Radio. But first, let's get a traffic update from Psycho Dan. What's going on, Psycho? Now back to D. Snyder Radio. 30 million people hear what you got to say. Oh, it's going to be awesome. As far as the quality of it. We didn't argue with them much. <laughs> on Radio 104. Hey, Nick, what about those passes to the premiere of Saving Silverman? Yeah, maybe we'll give those away about 9.30. Okie dokie. We could do that. After this, yeah. Special Radio 104 premiere showing on February 5th. We got a couple passes for that, so we'll uh, give those away in a little bit. I'm sure somebody's going to enjoy going. And uh, people uh, are sending in there for everything else. There's D. Snyder Radio. We've been saying open, opening the floor up, so to speak. You, the listeners, feel free to write your own for everything else. There's D. Snyder Radio. We've gotten some great ones. And if we really like them, the best ones we're going to turn into commercials and we you know of course we'll credit you for it and get you a copy of it and it's kind of cool people are sending us some really good ideas guys so uh just send them to captain howdy at radio104.com you know the format you know how this this much for that this much for that this much for that there's something on somebody's something priceless you know that kind of deal for everything else there's d snyder radio all right, I want to uh, get into this right here because yesterday Beth did this article, a story, news story on this guy being raped by members of his rugby team, and uh, and there was a huge reaction and the discussion ensued because I'm always just disturbed by uh, the homosexual overtones of many actions. I, I want to be clear; I don't think it's all. I'll bet it's. I'm sure it's not the majority. I do not think it's the majority. But you see it more in those areas of um, certain athletic teams where there's hazing rights. Any group where there seems to be hazing. Would that be fair to say, Beth? You hear about it in military hazings. You hear about it in fraternity hazings. You hear about it in sports hazings. Wherever hazing rights exist, there tends to be a lot going on. It seems to me anytime there is and i suppose it's not necessarily specific to guys but these types of things we mostly hear about guys but there are a large group of guys where when an influx of new people come in there are usually some rituals and they tend to create these mob mentalities where things get out of hand yeah well and and they but they get out of hand in the way of homosexual acts or things that involve holding each other's genitals or or nudity with, with guys with guys nudity and it's just bizarre to me and uh emily wrote in and said regarding reason for rape because that's one of the things we discussed why are they doing this because i suggested they were homophobic you know clearly a lot of them are homophobic yet they use this homosexual acts to display their, their superiority or, the, or whatever, their power over these guys. And she said, um, beating the other guy up would only just do that, beat him up. With rape, it's a matter of making the other person submit to such behavior. It comes down to humiliation and how much these men think they can make another human endure and strip them of their dignity while empowering themselves and appearing to be the dominant one. That actually is the ultimate show of power, to make someone else do what they would never otherwise choose to do. Does that make sense? 
Well, it doesn't make sense, but it's mm -hmm. kind of. It, but it, you know, it, you know, I say it makes sense. I mean, that I kind of see that. Um, Barb B says it's the most demoralizing of powers over another person. I guess that's male or female. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, this one says, uh, let's see, uh, D rape like hazings. Oh, this is from Kangas John. Um, like hazings that tend to occur among athletes have to do with the pack mentality common on sports teams. That's what you're saying, Beth. Mm -hmm. There's a hierarchy in a lot of sports, team, which, sports teams which is enforced by humiliation and violence. Sexual assault is not only physically but also mentally traumatizing. And when done by a man to a, by, to a man by another man, it puts the victim into the female position, making the victim feel less of a man. It's sick and evil behavior. It's just my theory, but it could be wrong. Um, that's uh, Genghis John. Well, there seems to be a definite. Uh, that seems to be the definite overtone of these letters. Chef from New Haven says, "I think it's a dominance dominance thing, and more than that, it's a humiliation thing." Generally, these guys are the ones who hate homosexual activity. So what better way to humiliate someone than to turn them into what they hate? These guys aren't humiliated by being beat up or beaten on the field. They're humiliated by being submitted to an act which they abhor. That's a, that's an interesting yeah, observation. Because I said, why don't you just kick the guy's ass? And he said, yeah, but yeah, you got, you got beaten up by a bigger guy. You know, that's not, that's not emasculating. Being raped is. Mark from Meriden's on the phone. You've witnessed hazing acts? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I played uh, two years of uh, football in college and two years of rugby. And, uh, you know, as far as the rugby end of it is concerned, um, you know, most rugby teams are affiliated with a fraternity. And, you know, you get a majority of guys maybe that do join the fraternity, fraternity and then a handful that don't. And uh, all the acts that go on with the, these rugby teams, like the anal chugs and the eating each other's vomit and drinking urine and just doing all this, you know, really insane behavior, it's just, uh, you know, anybody who's been around that kind of scene, it's just people have a demented side to them. I mean, they could be the nicest guy in the world sitting at your uh, Thanksgiving table and you put them in this kind of environment, and then they click over to the other side, and they, they'll do things that, you know, you would never even dream of doing. Well, let me ask you a question, Mark. How much does alcohol play into all this? Uh, alcohol definitely plays a big part because, you know, after a rugby game, uh, the, the both teams get together. It's a tradition, and then everybody parties, and everybody starts getting really insane. I mean, they, they do things like they call it uh, shoot the boot, and somebody takes a work boot off, and they pass it around. Everybody spits in it, dumps beer in it, spits their chew in it, throws cigarette butts in it, and then somebody takes that and chugs that whole thing down. And oh. the entire party is just screaming and going nuts, just fueling this whole thing. And somebody know? wants to do that, or somebody's forced to do that? They No, they choose to do it. I Like I said, oh. I played for two years, and I never participated in any of these kinds of acts, but I witnessed <laughs> them more times than I care to remember. Hey, Mark, you want to hang out? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's been in that environment, and he hasn't caved in. <laughs> You're a strong man. Well, that's secure. Thanks, Mark, for the call. See, I'm curious about that, like how much this would be going on if people weren't wasted. Because when your high inhibitions go out the window, a lot of people do a lot of things they would never do. And I'm not saying it's excusable, but I'm just saying with the boot, when the booze is flowing or the drugs are flowing, girls, guys, people do stuff. Now, uh, now, in fairness to the rugby players, I want to read this letter right here. 
because this is from a, a rugby player who says, D, I've been playing rugby for 12 years and I have never seen anything close to the sort of behavior you mentioned. Now, specifically, what he's talking about is somebody being raped. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I have no doubt that that's extreme. I didn't say. I, I, I try to be so careful with these things. To say that. I didn't say that this is what's going on. I just said that I see this tendency for male-on-male sexual hijinks. And, you know, and, and an elephant walk, Beth, is, mm-hmm. is not rape. No. I mean, that's a bunch of, of drunk, crazy guys voluntarily grabbing each other's schwanstuckers and parading around the, the bar nude. You know, I mean, that's, that's very different. Okay, it's very, and it's very different even if you want to have something done to you. That's not rape. Rape is when you don't want mm-hmm. it done. Well, he continues anyway. He says, I played around the world and rugby players have been the most fraternal group of people I've ever met. With that said, I've seen instances of public nudity and the dreaded elephant walk mm-hmm. limited to CCSU, I think. <laughs> but that is limited to college teams. You find much the same, if not worse, behavior in fraternities. Well, I said, I said that. Except for the fact that their activities are secret initiations. And at the men's club level, the college-type behavior is almost non-existent. If you look at incidents with hazing and football, wrestling and other sports, you'll notice that incidents like the one mentioned in the article are not limited to rugby players. Again, I didn't say it was. But we just seem to hear the rugby players doing crazier stuff. Have we not, mm-hmm. guys, on the whole, sort of heard more stories about the rugby teams? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It almost seems like that. I mean, and I don't want to focus this on rugby, uh, on the rugby teams, but that almost seems like they've got a thing about proving just how insane they are. <laughs> Chugging a boot full of people's spew and chaw spit and, and spit—that's insane. Anyway, he continues. Uh, You'll notice incidents like the one mentioned in the article are not limited to rugby players, but are a social phenomenon that often occur when groups of men battle for dominance. As one caller mentioned, it even happens in the workplace. For example, see the article below. This is an interesting article, Beth. How'd you miss it? January 31st in London, a Jewish man whose grandmother died at Auschwitz was told to wear a Nazi uniform as punishment for being late to work. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't get to it, but there was more to that story. Does he have the yeah, well, of it? Um, yeah, well, do you have it? I don't have it in front of me, no. Oh, well, we'll do it later. He says the employer is one of the world's biggest brokerage firms, says it was just office joking. So, lay off the rugby players. That's from Nipper, Hartford Wanderers Rugby Football Club. I wanted to read your letter, Nipper, because I'm not saying this happens with all, all rugby teams. Obviously, that was an extreme situation. My God. It doesn't get more extreme than that. Now, um... Somebody, I'm looking for the letter here, wrote in. We had somebody who was, uh, oh, here it is. On the, on the subject of rape, I feel compelled to respond to the discussion of rape on this morning's show. I was a rape crisis counselor for four years. All right, so this person's got some information. Doug from Madison hit the mark when he mentioned that rape was a crime of power and dominance, not one of passion. It is also a crime of violence and degradation. Rapists get off on the feeling of power and on humiliating their victims. That is why they rape instead of just beat up. Being beat up is certainly frightening, embarrassing, and maybe a bit of pride, a bit pride busting, but that doesn't come near the degradation and humiliation of being forced to give up control of one's sexuality. In addition, I've never heard that women-on-women rape is higher than man-woman rape. Um, now, Doug said that. Yeah, I had never heard that either. I don't think he said man-woman. He didn't say man-woman. I think he said woman-on-woman is higher than man-on-man. 
I that's what I think he said. Don't think that's what he said. Actually, no. You think he said woman on woman over man woman? Yeah. Well, she says, in all the survivors that I spoke to, not one had been raped by a woman. 97% of all rape is committed by man against woman. The other 3% is mostly man against men. This is not to say that it doesn't happen. Uh, in terms of rape and athletes, it's the culture of sports and some of the types of individuals that are attracted by physical contact and aggression necessary to be a successful player. Please do not interpret this to mean that all athletes are rapists and all rapists are athletes or that rapists aren't responsible for the behavior because of adrenaline. Obviously not. If a man doesn't already have that tendency towards humiliation and degradation of others, adrenaline won't create it. The vast, I've got a lot of adrenaline. Never thought about raping another guy. Uh, just for the record, just want to go on record here. Uh, the vast majority of men who participate in contact sports are not and never will be rapists. The problem is that rapists don't rape just once and stop. They keep going. Ladies, if you don't know the facts, there are places to get this info. Knowledge is a powerful thing. There are rape crisis centers covering every part of Connecticut. Call InfoLine 211 to locate one near you or to get info or find support if you have survived an assault. I didn't mean for this to become a public service announcement, but I, and I love the show. Eminem from Killingworth. That's, uh, that pretty much hits a nail on the head there. Now, Nick? Yeah. When you were talking yesterday, I got the distinct impression that you've been hazed and, and uh, pretty badly. Um, Am I reading into it? I wouldn't call it hazed because they were my friends, but uh, I got um, <laughs> I was I was abused a little bit, yeah. But um, you know, like I said, they were when I was a freshman. All my friends were sophomores, juniors, and seniors, so they had been around the block, and uh, yeah, they did some stuff to me. Sexual? Uh, no, nothing. They never did anything sexual. Um, but you know, they just did like, it was college stuff. Like I was duct taped to bunk beds for the night. Um, for the night? Yeah. That was a tough one. Um, I was locked in my room. They took rope and tied the outside of my door handle to their door handle. So I couldn't leave my room. Um, flyers with a bunch of propaganda about me were spread around the campus. Right or wrong, this is um, a, that's all hijinks. Yeah, so I mean, it was there was nothing. There was there was never anything sexual, but I saw other like weird sexual things going on in the dorms and stuff like that. Like I mean, there was a lot of uh, nudity uh, among the guys and stuff like that. Sometimes they'd protest by um, sleeping naked on their mattresses in the hallway and stuff. And then, you know, there was <laughs> food and stuff involved and, you know, um, feces in the microwave and stuff like that. Pictures of guys taking Are we dumps primitive everywhere. or what, man? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... Primitive or what? They're like cave dwellers. These, these uh, single-sex dorms like you guys have at Providence... I don't know if they're much. They're a good thing. Well, no, I agree with you because these guys, the guys, that was always our argument is that we wouldn't be doing the stupid things if there are females around. You know, I totally think that's true. My floor in college was co-ed. Half of the floor was men. Half the floor was women. That's so crazy for you. And really? uh, I actually <laughs> really liked it because you get to be good friends. It sort of feels safe because they're your friends, the, the guys on the floor. But uh, 
Right. I never saw any of that ridiculousness going on. I don't think that they would have done it just because we were right down the hall. Yeah, I mean, guys would take out their sexual frustrations. That's what I saw. A lot of Friday and Saturday nights, that's when it all happened because guys were coming home from the bars or out, whatever, like at 3, 4, 5 in the morning and destroying stuff because... You know, they obviously weren't with a girl, so they were with in packs of like you know ten, fifteen guys, and they would destroy stuff, and, or and get, take their genitals, expose their genitals, yeah, to or each other. get naked and do you know weird things and stuff like that. It's but like Lord of the Flies, back <laughs> steal the glasses off the fat kid mm-hmm. and, ma- and make fire and stuff. It's like I now now Nick, somebody here, uh, you know, wrote a letter particularly about some of the things that you said because you were pretty much defended a lot of these actions. Now, obviously not the most extreme rape and, th- and things like that. But you almost sounded... Beth, did he almost sound like he defended those things? Well, I think he was sort of trying to understand why they happened and maybe telling us why. I don't think... He- and Nick would ever participate in anything like that or yeah. condone anything like that. Yeah, I would never defend something like that. I'm just... She's right, explaining why it happens. Guys hang out and big packs of people, especially on college campuses, when they're on teams, they're always together. They're always together, and they do a lot of stupid things. They don't have women around all the time, and a lot of it has to do with alcohol. You know, they get drunk, and they don't care about getting naked. They've seen each other naked in the showers. They have to dress in front of each other all the time. So, I mean, it's really not a big deal. I think the question is why, when, and this is, again, not exclusive to men, but we're sort of talking about these incidents that happen in fraternities and on male sports teams, but why do men, when they get in a pack, sort of lose their ideals of what they know is right, the things that are right and wrong? I mean, you took all these guys one-on-one, they wouldn't do these kinds of things. This pack mentality, I think, is what it is. Because they're trying to impress each other. Well, there's a letter here I just want to read about, from, sort of directed toward Nick. It says, D, I've never been offended or enraged by anything, anything Nick has said up until today. Really? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Whoa, she have high tolerance. Now, I don't know what developed after I got out of my car and was una- unable to listen further, but it sounded to me like Nick was saying that if you play rugby, you should expect to be raped because everyone gets treated that way. The idea that there is any circumstance under which a person should accept that he or she will be raped or sexually assaulted in any other way is ludicrous. That's what I was saying. It, I kind of picked up on almost a, a defense thing in there. Like, hey, you got to expect some of that stuff. Like, you, but, but that isn't what you meant, I don't think right? you meant the extreme cases. No, of course not. Not like being probed with a pool cue, no. But rugby, <laughs> rugby players, I don't know what it is about rugby players, but... Uh, all over college campuses that I've been to, they've always been the most effed up, I would say. Because uh, I think a lot of them are former football players. Or, you know, they don't have, like... I mean, you're not traveling to other colleges to play rugby so much. They're not, like, a baseball team or a football team or something like that. So you get a lot of former athletes of, you know, another sport playing. And... uh it's where a lot of drinking happens, and they don't have the regular coaches and stuff like that watching over them. So yeah, they're it's not de- I, and most even at UConn. I don't know if this is true at most schools, but usually it's a club activity. It's not necessarily part of the athletic department. So I think they don't have the same rules as the other sports team might have. They don't have the oversight that goes on with, say, the football <laughs> team or the basketball or hockey team or whatever. 
I just want to read what this Loki says here. The fact that Nick wasn't even, wasn't even willing to call it rape. You didn't refer to it as rape. Uh, what do you call it when someone ties you to a pool table and shoves a cue stick up your butt, Nick? Oh, wait, I forgot. You call it Friday night. He <laughs> 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 says, I know Nick is a good person, and I hope to God he never finds himself in a situation where he is being thoroughly violated. Uh, it, uh, you mean, he's actually, you've been in a situation, Nick, where you've been Actually, in Doc B's office, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, but yeah, I don't think Nick intended to, uh, intended it to sound like that. It's, I know Nick better than that. Mark from Westerly is on the phone. Mark, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going today? Good. So, uh, what's, what are you thinking? Well, not to digress, but I got to say that bit this morning with Sean and the doctor was the best radio I've heard in years. I <laughs> tip my hat to his candor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Nick. Nick certainly his. Uh, Got candor, whatever that is. <laughs> so uh, you're thinking about military hazings. What do you know? Uh, well, you, you know, you're in a whole, whole huge area of, uh, um, of good information here. The military is based on, with regard to events of advancement and things like that, on the sometimes sexual but most all times violent um, swearing in, becoming part of the elite crowd of the next in rank and you know if you can't if you can't take it a lot of times uh you'll find that your advancement doesn't last very long and there'll be a, a, a some repercussions of not being allowed to be part of that next group of uh, uh enlisted folks and I, and I can't speak for the officer branch because I wasn't there but I know I had seen both sexual and violent physical hazings you know for becoming advance in your career development which makes it difficult sometimes to take well you know mark thanks for the call sometimes and throughout history throughout history since ancient times physical painful experiences have been part of like you know rites of passage mm -hmm. and they've existed whether you whether you agree with them or not i mean the tribes this stuff's been going on for years my only thing that's like freaking me out is the uh, is the sexual stuff i just do not get it. Although some of the letters I understand, I don't want to say understand, but I get that it's a dominance thing mm -hmm. and not a sexual thing. That's the suggestion there. Uh, look, I'll tell you what. Uh, we're going to take a break. Right, Nick? Is that the work here? Yeah, yeah. Come back. Now, should I read some? I got some regular D-mail. Some more, more funnier stuff, more <laughs> uplifting stuff. Not rape. Uh, but uh, but a lot of people reacted to that whole discussion yesterday, so I thought that it would be right. Okay. And I'll give the Punxsutawney Phil update because we have a ruling on that. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Oh, wasn't that that whole thing? Yeah. In a, a in a few good men. Oh. Did you yeah. order well, a code red? You're damn right. Mm -hmm. I ordered it. Remember that? Mm -hmm. That was the whole thing about some guy was killed right during a hazing right. Yeah. Or no, he was killed because he was gay. No, I thought it was hazing. Was it hazing he, or was it... He was killed because he broke the, the code of honor, and that is you don't tell, you know, uh, you don't go to your superiors and tell on someone else that's in your platoon. Marine Sean, right? Right. Well, yeah, it's just <laughs> typical Marine you know, stuff. <laughs> okay, let's open that up again. All right, we're taking a break. We'll be back. We'll get some D-mail. This is D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. This is Rob Half of the Metal Guard with D. Snyder Radio. It's D. This is David. This is Dan from Disturbed. And you're listening to D. Snyder on Radio 104. Polyester. Downtown Hartford Rock 
Rocks on Friday nights at Polyestas. Hartford's number one dance club is getting hotter. Come to Polyestas Friday nights for Amstel Light's cold and hot promotion. You could win a trip to the Bahamas or ski lift tickets to Ski Butternut in Massachusetts. Polyestas. Do you like to dance? I mean really dance. Party to the sounds of top 40 dance music every Friday night at Polyestas. $2 Amstel Light bottles all night long. And ladies get in free before 11.30. Friday nights at Polyestas win ski lift tickets and awesome Amstel Light stuff. And register each week to win a trip to the Grand Bahamas Island at Polyestas. Connecticut's number one dance club just got hotter. Friday night is Amstel Light's hot and cold promotion. And stop by Saturday for the Saturday night retro dance party. Drink specials every hour. Except no imitations. Polyestas. Connecticut's number one dance club. Downtown Hartford. Polyestas. Volkswagen and would like to issue an announcement to all the people who've contacted us with questions about the limited edition Jetta Wolfsburg. First of all, yes, the price is that low. And it does include the 150 horsepower turbo engine, the sports suspension, and all that other sports type stuff. No, we will not record your reactions for national broadcast. Well, okay, the guy at the Chicago dealership who broke into a chicken dance, we got a tape of you, but <clears throat> strictly for our own amusement. Yes, the price also includes 16-inch BBS alloy wheels and sports seats. No, we will not cut a hole in the hood and stick a, a big chrome exhaust manifold. Yes, you can take it for a test drive. No, someone is not going to come to your house later and ask for the missing two grand. If you want to learn the facts about the Jetta Wolfsburg, see your dealer. And uh, if you feel like doing something for the cameras, let it rip. We're getting on board here. In real life, there are passengers and there are drivers. Introducing the Jetta Wolfsburg Edition. Stop by your Hartford New Haven Volkswagen dealer for a test drive or find them at 1-800-DRIVE-VW or VW.com. Tonight, NBC's all-new, all-night, beginning with a surprise wedding on an all-new Providence, followed by a Dateline Court TV exclusive. Then, an all-new Law & Order SBU, ripped from the headlines, a respected educator. Outstanding teacher, 1998. Hiding a dangerous secret. Looks like Miss Owens was teaching her students more than just English. Providence, Dateline, Law & Order SBU, all-new NBC Tonight. It's Must See TV, tonight on NBC 30. Then at 11. To kill or not to kill, I'm Derek Slap. Tonight, a disturbing look inside so-called no-kill animal shelters. What they don't want you to see. Kindness or cruelty? A hidden camera investigation, tonight at 11. There's just one station for Connecticut News. NBC 30, Connecticut News at 11. Live, local, late-breaking news. No matter where you live, we have you covered. Plus, Pinpoint 30's exclusive first weather gives you your first look at tomorrow's forecast. NBC 30, Connecticut News at 11. Live, local, late-breaking. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Rudy and back to the old school. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's old and brittle. I think you're all right. Oh, well, that explains a lot. Radio 104. We've been naughty. We did not remind you people to go to the Peeps Ball at Radio104.com for Monday's D. Snyder Radio Family Feud. We need your votes, your opinions. We need to survey you. So head on over there this weekend and make sure you remind everybody else to do it. Answer those survey questions. Let your voice be heard for the Family Feud. Okay? Very important. Also, things you need to know. Uh, there's a special Radio 104 screening of a new movie called Saving Silverman starring Jason Biggs. All I know, it's set in the 70s and it's a about a Neil Diamond 
cover band. And I saw a picture of Neil Diamond with the guys in the band with their wigs on and stuff. It was pretty effing funny. The rest of it, I don't know about. But if you're going to be around on February 5th and you can make it to the Showcase Cinema in East Hartford by 7 p.m. on that day, that's this Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It's checking the dates there. Uh, be call number 10 right now at 860-666-4444. You will win a pair of passes, courtesy of Radio 104. Sounds good? Great. Hey, D, may I give out the uh, Punxsutawney Phil Groundhog update here? Oh, more important than anything. Yes, this is where everybody's on the edge of their seats. Oh, we're in for six more weeks of winter. <laughs> Punxsutawney Phil was taken out of his nest this morning and was greeted by boos from the crowd when he saw his shadow. Ugh. One of Phil's handlers said, quote, he's just the messenger. <laughs> After a beer bottle glanced I off know. his skull. So by tradition, that means we're in for a long winter. In the past 155 years, Phil has seen his shadow 101 times. So, and um, how's his accuracy? Really? I don't know his accuracy. I think it's probably varied. I, I think that it's only, of course we're in for more winter. It's only February 2nd. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's, it's a lame that we're going to get a, 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 an Earl. Well, whose concept was this? The Germans. Was it really? Mm -hmm. <sighs> Retarded German, really. <laughs> <laughs> Vic from East Hartford won the passes to see the new movie Saving Silverfish or whatever his name was. <laughs> Silverman. Don't be so upset. Think of how upset the groundhog is, see. Um... That, boy, that guy's got the worst job in the world. I know. What a crappy job. <laughs> it's like, Sean laughs at Puxitani Phil. It's like, you know how much you hate to get awakened while you're sleeping? Think of this guy's hibernating. Oh, they drag his ass out. It's horrible, poor bastard. And they boo him. Oh, by the way, that was Nick from East Hartford. It's easily confused. Sam, Nick, whatever. Okay. Uh, let's do a little D-mail, shall we? Well, first, a couple quick thank yous to people who wrote to me at Captain Howdy at Radio104.com, or maybe they went to the website, clicked on my picture, and filled in the message field, sent me an email that way. And many people write things, but some just write to say how much they love things like my album, They've Let the Bastards Wear You Down. Mm. Carrie E. Feigl, so did a great job. Thank you, Carrie. Karen, who just wrote to say how much she loves the show. Thank you, Karen. Yesterday, we played Who's Gonna Have a Heart Attack first, and... Genghis John wrote in to say, I took that heart attack test along with you guys yesterday. Well, I scored well enough to outlive Darkseid by a week. <laughs> See you later. I'm off to buy some fruit and join a gym. <laughs> um, Matt Kidd wrote in, who says my pronunciation is perfect. And he says, regarding who's going to have a heart attack first, all I needed to say is, Darkseid, buddy, it looks like you and I are going to be pushing up daisies around the same time if we don't smarten up. <laughs> Actually, Darkseid, I think I'm a little ahead of you. I have a heart condition that so far the doctors can't pin exactly what it is. But don't sweat it, man. Just adjust your exercise habits, eat more veggies. Sounds like all you have to do is all you have to do to change your undetermined fate. Flatliner by 40, Mad Kidda. <laughs> well, at least I'm in good company. You know, I got yeah. Mad Kidda and I got uh, Genghis, Genghis John. So I think I'm good to go. <laughs> Look at the crowd you're hanging with and all your friends. <laughs> you know, they all got the same rating you did. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Klepto Kyle sounding off on our interview with Anthony Anderson and Jared Mixon from Me, Myself, and Irene, who were on yesterday. 
A few people wrote in to say how much fun they thought those guys were. And Klepto says, I love the interview you guys had with Anthony and Jared. I was very surprised to see that Twisted reached into urban areas such as Compton. You know that. As a matter of fact, we did a few shows with uh, NWA. Yeah, right down there, a couple of NWA, <laughs> yeah. Twisted Sister. Yeah. It was a package. Yeah, it was just a couple of shows in the Compton area. Straight out of Compton! Yeah, you know, <laughs> a band mother of a name, D! Yeah. <laughs> that was me that was singing about. Easy A was singing all about me. Uh, and actually, Snoop Dogg was bust, busting me, wants the band to get back together, wants to produce our new record. I said, no, man, no. No means no. Uh, and Kyle also, Kyle, Kyle's quite mature. I have a question. We did that interview at about 9.20. Why wasn't he at school? I don't know. He sounds off on mm. Temptation Island as well. But he's like, not to go off on a rant. I'm sick and tired of hearing about Temptation Island. The show proves the disintegration of American society. Wow. First, you have criminals who have children out of wedlock pretending to be couples. Then you try to break them apart. While they may be faking their relationship, it's still indecent and unhuman to try and break them apart. Who the hell would approve this show for viewing, let alone create or watch it? If you want your emotions mangled or want to see the beautiful people, watch a soap opera. If you ask me, reality TV is getting way too real for my tastes. Spoken like a gentleman. Wow. I know, I know why he's not in school. He's done, he's done learning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He passed all the yeah, tests. Yeah, there's nothing left for Kyle to learn. He's off to he's college. Out. Doogie. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. All right, now we got a letter here that says, um, D, have you ever noticed that Beth sounds uncannily similar to Marge from The Simpsons when she laughs? Tell Darkseid to find a sample of Marge's laugh and compare it with Beth's. I think you'll notice a similarity. I Signed, Brett. I don't think that's a compliment. <laughs> no. <laughs> I never noticed that. I can't really remember what she sounds like. I think you got a great laugh. And uh, know that it's not a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Dark side, maybe you can dig something out? Yeah, I'll find something. All right, I'm just curious to see about that. Um, let's see. Oh, here's a letter uh, in, from Gina who says, D, I think Nick rocks the house. He is the best part of the show, and I don't think you or anyone else gives him enough credit. Keep on rocking, Nick. Word. <laughs> Word up. Thank you. Nice. Actually, um, her part of her screen name, I won't give the whole thing, is Gina B. 69. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's because Gina B. all the way up to 68 was taken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a classy woman. Psycho's mom. Thanks us for the birthday wishes. She mm. had, said she had a great day. Good. And uh, and she says she listens to the show every day on her way to work. And of course, tra traffic is her favorite part. Signed, Psycho Mom. <laughs> 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 That's like, you know, Psycho, you do, your mom's doomed. My parents are known as Twisted Dad and Twisted Mom. You know, it's just stuck. Uh, M. Albert has a really perverse and disgusting idea. He <laughs> says, um, I wanted to sh uh, take a plaster cast of Nick's erect penis and have dildos made from them. Why? That you can give them away like t-shirts. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, uh, I, maybe we'll talk about that in the meeting later. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, we'll take it under consideration, <laughs> M. Albert. We also thought we should hook Nick up with a dominatrix <laughs> and record it. No. That one's got merit. I mean, you think you could flip her? 
You know what I mean? Domination used to like dominate a man. Thinks she can handle being ordered around by a man such as yourself, Nick? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think a dominatrix would um, definitely dominate me, but I kind of like that. You know what I mean? I'm I, somebody's bitch. I'd like her to whip me around. Would you consider that, maybe? Um, yeah, I would do the dominatrix thing. I mean, just, you know, just to see, within reason, obviously not hurting you, mm. you know. Uh, well, well, we'll discuss that later on. And also, Nick, uh, question was here from Allison in Kensington. Have you ever thought of bringing in a male stripper for Nick? Yes, we did. On his birthday last year, that was Sean's first day on the job, I believe. Was it not? <laughs> yeah, that was close. Yeah, that was basically my first day. Came and stripped for Nick and never left. <laughs> that was horrifying. You weren't, you weren't long for that job with the Chippendales anyway. No. <laughs> uh, here's some reaction to uh, the sumo pictures <laughs> that are on the website at Radio104.com. Uh, Nick and Sean had a sumo fight in Depends diapers, and there are photos available. Although I could probably say these pictures will be upstaged. By the shots of Nick getting the prostate exam, which are available to you right now if you want to take a look. Just be careful if you're in the workplace. Checking them out could be misconstrued as a perverse sex act on your part, and you could lose your job. Um, subject, I would say it's disgust. D, I was just looking through the photo album, and I was looking at the pictures of Nick and Sean. Oh, my God. Nick is the skinniest thing I have ever seen. Beth was right. He's full of dents. <laughs> kind of like a messed up car. Sorry, Nick, but gain a little more like 20 pounds. It'll be good for you. And everyone else who has been look, who has to look at you. Linda from Naugatuck. Ooh, puppy cook. <laughs> uh, let's see right here. We got uh, John from Mass says, uh, I was listening the other day during the Fat Man and the Weasel wrestling match. It was pretty gruesome just listening to the play-by-play -play of the event. However, Beth, Psycho, Darkseid, you, and anyone else who was there that day needs to be applauded. I don't think people who were listening had any idea how much pain you had to be in when describing what went on. I just had the unfortunate opportunity to see the pictures from the wrestling match. My main question is... Did you have to pay Matt Gronig anything for the Barney and Mr. Burns costume? <laughs> <laughs> Those two are dead ringers. <laughs> John from Mass, Barney and Mr. Burns. Barney, the, bars, the bar yeah. guy. Yes. Oh. <laughs> no, that's the, no, no, I don't want picture, people picturing us no. as them. Oh, I was looking at the dinosaur no, for a second. No, now no, I get it. No, no. Barney and Burns. No, no, no. That's not right. That. Oh, oh man! I gotta do something about my body. I'm becoming insecure about it now. <laughs> well, somebody wrote in actually. I don't know if I have it here, uh, but to say that they thought your body was great. You looked wow. very Seriously. cut up in that one picture. Oh, but I am. I'm like, um, what do they call it when you lose your muscle and stuff like that? You're uh, emaciated. <laughs> yeah, I kind of look emaciated. Atrophy. Yeah, atrophy. Yeah, you are emaciated. Atrophy. Atrophy. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. Well, I do fix, something about it, kid. I gotta fix that. I'll try. All right. Sarah Hockenhausen in Norwich, she just said she laughed her ass off when she saw the <laughs> pictures. Um, Howie, the night of the peeps. Now the night of the peeps says, Gang, just got down looking uh, Just got down looking at the pics of sumo contest between Sean and Nick. Two things. Did Nick have a load in his diaper? There sure was no load in the front end. Sorry, Sean, but I can see now why the girl... Why the girlfriend you got don't give you any. Oh, Howie. Drop dead sexy is not what I think when I look at those pics. 
please, you guys, keep your clothes on. Oh, yeah, dark side. No more butt shots with the G-string either, please. <laughs> Puke, disgust, and agony from me. That's from Howie. Yeah, he's um, a real winner. Oh, so here's the one. Here's the one. Renee, or Rene says she saw the sumo pics, and she thinks Nick is hot. I don't see why you're doing a contest to see if he can gain weight. He's fine the way he is. And uh, lastly, uh, Six String writes in to say, Oh my, those pictures of Fat Man and the Weasel are nasty. Although Nick looks pretty happy in that diaper. Uh, she wanted to know whatever happened with Ted Nugent in our attempts to, uh, for the personal apology. Yeah. I don't know. Did we ever send him that tape? Yeah, we sent him the tape to that whole foundation thing that he has going on and never got any word back but remember shortly after he was caught up in i don't know if it was a lawsuit or something going on that might have sidetracked him from that but yeah we sent him the tape and everything he was getting no sued response. by a couple for a backstage slash dinner promotion that yeah, never yeah. Panned out. yeah yeah right well anyways want to write to me it's captain howdy at radio104.com it's as simple as that um do not answer any of them. I don't write back because there's too many of them. I read every single one religiously. No, no matter how long it takes. And many times I'm on the ferry reading piles of, of emails, but I appreciate that you're mailing them to me. And some of them get re read on the air, of course. i uh, love to hear from you guys. All right, we'll take a break. What we learn today is next. 860-666-4444. That's the phone number to call. Tell me what you learned. Win a pair of passes to any showcase cinema in the state of Connecticut. See any movie you want. Okay? If we like it, you win the passes. It's as simple as that. What we learned today is next. This is D. Snyder Radio. It is Radio 104. Attention world. Now call now. D now. Oh, what do you all think? 666-4444. In communication. Got the message? Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Say thank you to Zanazar, whose letter I just read. And while we're in commercial, I'm still reading more emails. Thanks a lot, man. That was a nice letter. Appreciate it. And uh, keep listening, okay? Well, Beth, mm. what can you say? It's Friday. Friday. <laughs> That's right. It's a hoo Friday. hoo -ah. Now every time I laugh, I say I'm self-conscious. I sound like Marge Simpson. No, well, you find don't. Out. You're going to have to I, I never in. noticed that. Darcy, you can record me laughing, then we can juxtapose it with Marge. Well, you have a couple different laughs, so I'm going to have to look through and find All them. All right, see what you can do. Yeah. I have to find out what they're talking about All there. Right. What they're talking about. My, uh, my brother-in-law, Eric, has just been able to start listening to the station on Long Island. Mm -hmm. And he was like... Because I saw him last night at my dad's birthday party. He was like, who is that guy? I, I'm sorry. I, the minute he starts talking, I don't know. His, I have to turn the radio off. I mean, people have that. I said, Nick, yeah. yeah. He says, I'm sorry. This is my brother-in-law is turning the radio off. Aren't you supposed to talk like a man at some point? Weren't we supposed to do that today? That yeah. was today. Yeah. Well, it's kind of tough to talk like a man when you got a finger in your butt. Maybe <laughs> yeah. we'll do that next week. Uh. Next week. <laughs> but I mean, you're actually, I've, I've heard that reaction many times. But he can't Although, help his voice. No, he can't. I, I think that 
people they they come back because of you and me, Beth, and Dark Side, and eventually they they come to understand Nick's place on they the grow, show, and they grow to love him. <laughs> well, he <laughs> absolutely is an mm-hmm. important part of D Snyder Radio. Very, very important part. I mean, today a lot of laughs. That prostate thing that was it was great radio, Nick. I know <laughs> what you went through for that. <laughs> I heard I don't think what you, you do. went through. Oh, no. <laughs> I saw the pictures. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can check the pictures out at Radio104.com. Yeah, well, uh, actually, Jake called in and wanted to know why he never took one for the team when he was doing the morning show. <laughs> All he did was jump out of a stinking plane. Big effing deal. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time to do a little singing. Everybody. What we learned, what we learned today, what we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. Let's talk to Annie from West Springfield. Hi, Annie. How are you doing? Great. How are you, Dee? Very good. So what did you learn today, Annie? I learned that no matter how hard we run or how much we try to look away, it always comes back to Nick's butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good observation. <laughs> Yeah, well, it seems like our world centers around it. Yeah. <laughs> Terrifying as that is, Annie. Hold on a second. Love that rating system. That was a one. Uh, okay, good one, Psycho. All right, so Beth, what did you learn today? I learned that Doc B is my new hero. <laughs> I'm convinced he can do anything. I mean, he He's... conducted a professional medical exam in the face of that, and with Nick screaming... He, he's a good doctor. I don't know where he got his degree, but I'm sure it's a fine institution. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't the Jethro Bodine School <laughs> no. of uh, Doctrine. Uh, I, you know what? I think we have to play the scream again. This is what this is. Doc B actually giving a prostate exam to Nick. This is the meat of it. Go for it, Darcy. Oh, Doc B. Oh, no. Just relax. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god! Oh! Tuck me! Tuck me! Oh no! His fingers in my butt! Biting the pillow there, crinkling the paper. My favorite part is when, right after he talks about how Doc B is, you know, wherever he is there, and he goes, ah, and he screams. Uh, you know, I really like the countdown. I think she had the countdown yeah. to that. Three, two, one, and then the screaming starts. All right. Countdown's his own exam. <laughs> let's talk to John from New Milford. John, good morning. It's D. Good morning. So what did you learn today, John? Uh, well, first, it's totally unfair to make me follow that screaming thing again. I know. I, I, know, I feel your pain. I had to do it with the news, John. Um, I learned that you never point your chicken finger at somebody unless you intend to shoot them. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. I thought it was, that was the story in the news that Beth was talking about. The chicken finger. Oh, right, I, right, right. Thought he, I thought he had a chicken foot. No. <laughs> which, you know, would have been a little worse. <laughs> Isn't that Santeria or something? Yeah, you might so have been casting a spell. A chicken finger. It was ludicrous. Mm-hmm. People are insane. Dark Side Dave, you would never point your chicken finger at somebody, would you? Not unless I intended to use it. Yes. That's right. I learned, What'd you learn? I learned that um, 
if you're going to go after somebody with a chainsaw, just make sure you have some gas in it. <laughs> make sure it's going to start, or else it's a big waste of time. What a, what an embarrassing... I mean, first of all, the, the, the premise is, is insane. One guy throws gas on the other one in a fight. The other guy grabs a chainsaw. The guy who throws the gas can't get the match to light. And the guy with the chainsaw can't get the chainsaw to start. <laughs> they were arrested for stupidity. Yeah. Let me talk to Todd from Manchester. Todd, good morning. How's it going, buddy? Good morning. How are you guys? I'm good. good. So what did you learn today, Todd? I learned that the featured scent of the month at Yankee Candle is the ass scent. <laughs> oh, God. I think they have a little uh, candle shaped like butt cheeks. There you go. <laughs> We don't actually know that for a fact, so I mean, I just want to say that if we have Yankee Candle, uh, but but I think it would be a big seller. The smell of ass, an ass-scented candle. <sighs> now, you know what, Nick? Yeah. We talked about this. Now you did a great job. I don't want to belittle your job, but where was the flowers? Where was the the wine? Where was the setting up the candles in the room? Where was all that stuff? Um. You were supposed to bring flowers for Doc Bay. Yeah, the mobile station didn't have those <laughs> those single roses. That's what I wanted to bring them—a single rose. Dude, I I don't have um I still don't have that cash thing. And then my um mobile uh what, speed pass. I went over the limit yesterday. Don't we have any petty cash? cash or anything? No, I don't. Ha I, well, we do have petty cash, but I didn't have time yesterday. He thought but he had he the power of the it. mobile before he yeah, left. Yeah, I thought I had the power of the mobile. <laughs> And I didn't. Right. Well, you did, a, you did a good job anyway, so, uh, but it just would have been pretty funny if you were giving them flowers when you walked in. Come on, that would have been a home run. <laughs> All right, let's talk to, oh, no, 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 no. Let's talk to Nick. Nick, I'm what'd you nice learn? Man. You know, I turn my back for one minute, you stick it up my ass. I'm oh, nice God. Man. Oh! <laughs> Please take that out of my ass. <laughs> Dark side, good job. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. <laughs> How do I follow that? Um, well, what I learned Back is into it, son. Back into it. Over the years, my ass has taken a pounding. <laughs> I learned uh, that over $100,000 education at Providence College has gotten me really uh, far in my life. <laughs> yeah, but as far as that. So, um... How do you think Doc B feels dollar. about four years of medical school? <laughs> yeah. Feel his pain. Yeah, so it's gotten me this far. I, I don't know, you know, how much further I could go. You maxed that out? education. <laughs> yeah, using well, it to the max. My, my parents are so proud. If I send my son to Trinity and this is what he winds up doing, <laughs> I'm kicking his ass. <laughs> That's it. He's going to owe me every effing dollar. I'm going to want it back. Uh, let me talk to Mike from Berlin. Michael, it's D. How's it going, buddy? How are you doing today, buddy? I'm good. So what did you learn today, Mike? Uh, first of all, I wanted to ask you, did Nick have to pay for that exam? <laughs> <laughs> Just the copay, Mike. <laughs> Just the $15 copay. Well, I learned two things from listening this morning about John Ashcroft. When he goes for his prostate exam, he's going to have to open his mouth and say, ah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, also, I'm never going to look at Jello the same way either. Oh, you didn't know that about Jello, huh? No, I yeah. didn't know that. I'm not. I'm never going to look at Jello the same way again. Sorry. That's what I learned today. 
Yeah. I, I had no idea that it, gelatin came from the bone marrow or something. Hold on, Mike. What, what did you guys say it was from? It's sort of, They sort of boil down uh, bone, animal bone, and it produces that sort of gelatinous substance. It's in a lot of things, you know. It's how they get a lot of things to stick, like mini-wheats. I'm pretty sure the frosting is stuck on with gelatin. Oh, no. Yeah. That's, what sick bastard thought of that? I don't know. It works, though. Came to him during a prostate exam. <laughs> I, 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 it's such a, a nice, nice little sweet, colorful little dessert. That's how it wiggles and jiggles, though, D. No kidding. Yeah. All right. Well, Mike and I learned the same thing. So, uh, Sean, read me back the minutes, will you please? Okay. Annie from West Springfield learned that no matter how hard we run or look away, it all comes back to Nick's butt. John from New Mil- Milford learned that you never point your chicken finger at somebody unless you intend to use it. Todd from Manchester learned that the featured scent of the month at Yankee Candle is the ass scent. And Mike from Berlin <laughs> learned that when Ashcroft goes to get his prostate exam, all he has to do is open his mouth, and then he learned about Jello. Mm. I liked mm. Annie, even though she was the one star from Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's just go with the system. Uh, <laughs> it always works. Uh, yeah. Um, you think that uh, fake breasts are made out of ground down uh, bone and stuff? I don't think so. There's a lot. It's possible. Uh, or maybe they could make them out of that. Annie from West Springfield. Yeah. You're the winner. Psycho doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Uh, you get the passes to showcase cinema to see any movie you want, all right? Excellent. Okay, hold on a second. We'll get your information. And John, Mike, and Todd, thanks for playing. But there's only one winner. And now, it's time for us to ride. Yeah! Be sure to go to Radio104.com. And answer the survey questions on the Peeps Ball for our big family feud on Monday. All right? It's all up to you. We need your answers. Otherwise, we can't play. And we do like to play. And while you're there, you might want to swing past and check out Nick's prostate exam. Pretty disturbing pictures. Or maybe Sean and Nick's sumo wrestling. If you haven't had a chance to see those yet. And be sure to keep clicking on and hitting on whenever you get a chance. RealDuty.com. The hits are way up over 100,000. Thank you very much. We're starting to see it show up. And, and forward it to people. Don't tell them what it's about, though. Like on my House of Hair show, I actually announced, I said, you got to check out this website. I didn't say it was affiliated with my show. <laughs> Thinking 95 cities, people hearing that, going to real duty. We're going to get this thing really moving along. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> 710 on Monday, the big announcement on D-Sider Radio. We're announcing the next big Radio 104 event. You people love Radio 104 events. Well, we got a new one for you. It's called the MRQ Meltdown. And you're going to want to tune in. You're going to want to know about that. I know what's going on. And it is good. All right? It is very good. Red Hot Trippin'. Be sure to tune in to Chaz's show on the afternoon drive. She'll be announcing the winner of this week's prize. It's a trip to Montego Bay, Jamaica. And I assume assume next week we're going to keep on doing this thing. Yeah. Where when you hear the sounder... You call number 10, you win the beach towel, the Radio 104 beach towel, and you register to qualify for the grand prize drawing that week, and we'll have another trip next week, right? Yes, we will, D. Good. Red Hot Trippin' with Sobe, Daddy's Junky Music, Pizza Hut, Stuffed Crust Pizza, and Modern Rock, Radio 104. Oh, thank you to uh, Frank Murata's Auto Show for the uh, passes we've been giving away, and for the premiere of Saving Silverman and all that, and National Amusements Showcase Cinemas for all those ticket passes they gave us. And Nick, what do I got here? Thank you to Sobe Drinks, New York, New York, Deli, 
Judy Rodriguez's Extreme Fitness in West Hartford, Bob Stores in Supplement City for their support of the show. Keep sending in your commercial ideas for everything else. There's D. Snyder Radio to Captain Howdy at Radio104.com. Go to amihotornot.com to vote for Nick or Sean. I didn't even check out how they're doing. And Nick, thanks, buddy. You took one for the team. Right? You took one for the team. You're a real asset to the show. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you on Monday. Ow! Doug B. Ow! No! Oh. oh my god! Oh! Tuck me! Tuck me! Oh no! His fingers in my butt! Oh my god! Oh my god! You may pull up now.